two men. One four. <laughs> We're, go- we're getting up in them numbers now. We're going one- up. I can't believe I had to do the last one on my own. Well, yeah. Um, hope- hopefully... I've- oh, shit, it's gone again. Oh, it's gone again. No, it's not. <laughs> well, not yet, anyway. <laughs> oh, man. Everybody, welcome. Three Men, One Fall. Another pro wrestling podcast. And... Um, it is just two of us today. We've not we we've not had the best of luck over the last couple of months. We've been absent. There's not been a lot of material going out there. It's been this has been really tricky. Ash, I mean, in all you know, joking aside, because I am going to have to roast you because it was such a mission. That's roast, not spit roast. I saw you. No, face. no, no, no. That's so fine. The um the issue with the last one, obviously, a lot of tech difficulties. Ended up having to do it on my own, piecing it t- together. Um, uh, this episode we were going to do the Brock Lesnar's UFC run yeah we, we were going to do this even if he didn't come back at, at SummerSlam yeah so you know I suppose well, I suppose at least now it's got some uh, more relevance to it but um, yeah we, we obviously we want to do this one with JJ unfortunately it isn't very well at the moment either and Ash you had COVID so yeah, there was that. I'm now double jab, so I'm, I'll, I'll be all right now. Hopefully, I'm a double jab you, you motherfucker. <laughs> Fucking left hook. <laughs> all right, Naya. Uh, yeah. Well, we yeah, we get to that. Um, what we're going to do today, as again, as as seems to be the trend here at Three Men One Fall for the last few months, we are all over the place and. Um, yeah, as Taz once said on AEW Dynamite, we don't run a sloppy shop, but apparently we do nothing but slop. So, the sloppy duo... <laughs> that works now. Only fans, they, they went back on their word. That works, Ash. You must be really happy about that. So, what, they're taking away the porn? Or only fans? No, they're going, they went back on their word. They said they're, Since they're when? not going to do it now. Um, that was a few days ago. It was earlier la- uh, or late last week, I think. They definitely went back on their word. So, well, then, yeah, it would have been it would have been um, nothing if they were for that kind of stuff, would it? <laughs> I know, yeah. Talk about getting rid of the people that made you famous. Yeah. Um, which is going to bring us to another topic when we discuss WWE. Uh, right. So. We're going to go through news. We're going to go through, again, a lot of what happened. When the last episode came out, it was the assumptions, the rumours regarding um, the debuts in AEW for CM Punk, Brian Danielson, and the kind of mystery Brock Lesnar uh, signing. But again, obviously now that's been answered. There is still one, although that was pretty much all but confirmed in a promo on Dynamite last week as of recording. So today is the 31st of August 2021 which means Ash we are one year one year in I know <laughs> we're barely making it <laughs> yeah what episode are we on now this is 42 which at the rate we were going initially this would have been probably 142 by now yeah because you look at you look it, it sounds like we've done nearly an episode a week so if you were to go by almost. the number, yeah, almost. I mean, like we say, we, we've had a, there's 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 a lot going on, and we do thank everybody for kind of bearing with us. Um, obviously, you know, it's not like people are you know not spoilt for choice for wrestling podcasts. 
out there. Yeah, anyway, there's, there's plenty just, to listen it's to. It's just us and no one else. You should know this. It's just us. Just us. It's, it's, even then, it's not all three of us. <laughs> so, well, true. We, we will get to it, and we are going to be um, picking this up. I think more than anything, though, there's no point doing these if we haven't really got anything to, to say or, or really can do it properly. Otherwise, it's just putting stuff out there for the sake of putting it out there. Um, you know, which I've, I've never really been a fan of. So, yeah, a lot to go through. But actually, there, there is a debate I kind of wanted to go through with you as go a on. bit of a callback uh, to episode one, where we discussed TV ratings in 2020. Of mm-hmm. course, that centralised a lot around the pandemic and uh, p- particularly around WWE, I suppose, more so at that point. Um, we obviously from our group chat where we've been talking, I made it known recently. I've I've just completely stopped with WWE because I, I literally just can't. I cannot bring myself to watch the product anymore. I get zero enjoyment from it. You know, nothing. Not even really SmackDown anymore. And and I did maintain. I thought that was the best wrestling product on TV at one point. But those things do change as you go through the times. At the moment. Uh, is probably Dynamite. In a few months' time, if it carries on, it may end up being Ring of Honor. You know, these things, the, the, it does change. But there's a bit of a date, debate, and I, I think we should have it out one-on-one, you and I, um, and really discuss, is, is, is WWE the alternative? I think that's the question that I'm asking. Because people say AEW is the alternative, but it's not. WWE is not a wrestling company, or, or at least so they, they will tell you. They're a sports entertainment company, but I yeah. guess we'll get to it. Well, that's my argument anyway. It's the sports entertainment. That's not, it's not called wrestling WWE, even though wrestling's well, in the title. That's, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, it says it on the tin, but the tin lad. Well, we might as well just fucking get to it. Let's jump on it, Ash, and talk about some fucking grappling. What'd you say? Yeah, why not? Three bed. One ball. Is it because your girlfriend's doing better than you? She's not, actually. She will do. She's got a much better team than you. No, I've changed all my team up now. So, oh, I mean, what, would you want to start with this? Are we talking about football before we get into anything else? But Well, you're the Palace fan. I'm just going to tell you, you've got a good signing in that uh, striker from Celtic. Yeah. Yeah, he's but- quality. It's good, but I'll tell you what, top man right now, Gallagher. Hands down. Pretty bad. I mean, considering that the club, basically Zaha FC, and, you know, he's not really done much so far. So he he's left my FPL. Well, I've, I've made so many. I've had to play my wild card already, because every fucker on mine was injured. Well, yeah, yeah I've, I'd made the mistake of having Ben White, who signed for Arsenal, who hasn't played yet. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, good luck trying to get any points from any Arsenal players at the moment relegation they're doing fucking terrible what an absolute fall from grace yeah it happened I would say it happened but it happens but this is I mean but that that surely that that's comes down to signing bad players right <laughs> oh, no, people <laughs> have signed good they're just not gelled in yet it might t- it takes a while I guess I know I, I say bad players but and fixtures didn't help. No, I guess, but because the team that gets promoted are always dangerous. Uh, who they, obviously losing to Man City, or, who are Man City, so 
That's always going to be something. Well, yeah, that's true. And Man yeah. City, though, lost a bit of, I suppose, spark. They didn't get that Ronaldo side in which they wanted, but... Yeah. Hey-ho. Pandering back to a, to Man United. No, I, 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 my team, I, I'm a bit more happier with it now. I had to take De Bruyne out, because obviously you don't know when he's coming back yet. And I took a four-point hit for that, yeah. just to take a few, to move a few around. So oh. I'm a bit happy with my strikers now, but before really? I think it was a bit... Who's your strikers? My top boy's Lukaku now. So uh, I'm hoping he's going to get me some. And um, what's his face from West Ham? He's absolutely storming the leagues at the minute. Oh, Antonio. Yeah, yeah Antonio. Antonio. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely no, smashing cool. it at the minute. Because my strikers are Ings and uh, Armstrong from uh, mm. Southampton. So... Yeah, and my 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 captain was is um, Fernandez. You got a, a hat trick in the first game, so I got a load of points for that. Yeah, I was gonna say you did pretty well. I'm catching you up, but hopefully this game week will be well. We got my... internationals for a couple of weeks, so anything can happen. Anything can happen, but hopefully that anything is that I beat you in these uh, in the points this week. But we'll see. Well, like your predictions. There's not an awful lot in it. There's not an awful lot in it at the minute. And no. we're still at the very, very, very beginning. Yeah, like those predictions so, that we, we started not doing again. <laughs> yeah, we need to go back to predictions. We'll do it for We need it. to go back to wrestling. Well, so we should yeah. probably... Is this, is this going to be added on or is it going to be... <laughs> yeah, maybe. We'll see what happens. Or is it outtake intro again? Yeah, probably. Like we used to do. <laughs> <laughs> Then Ash the grappling, um, a lot's been going on. Then really, yeah, not too much has happened. Give me a short episode. <laughs> right, no. In all fairness, pretty exciting shit going on. Um, we should probably really start with the CM Punk debut. What were your thoughts on that? Loud, fucking great though, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Um. What do you? Um, I didn't like the shirt. I know that's not something you'd start off with CM Punk's debut uh, or return to wrestling, but I thought the shirt was a bit of a bootleg of his Money in the Bank 2011 shirt. Ah, uh, yeah, but I mean, I know it's that makes right, right? Yeah, you were so promo. Promo's good. Oh, the promo was yeah. Promo's perfect. It was all perfect. I think the shirt's great, and so did a lot of people apparently because it's sold out everywhere and. Destroyed the uh, PWT website, so <laughs> I think yeah, a lot of people I, probably disagree. Because of that, do AEW have their own shop, or is that Pro Wrestling Tees? It's Shop AEW, but yeah, PWT obviously still it's on their manufacturing line, isn't it? They still make the merch. 
because uh, yeah, it feels like it feels like I don't know how they make money apart from like what who AEW or PWT? Yeah, uh, AEW because if I think that's P- shit- PWT's thing though, isn't it? Because even if you're an independent wrestler and you sell through uh, pro wrestling tees, I think they, I don't think they take. I could be completely wrong, and hopefully I'll I'll be corrected if I am. But I don't think they take any uh, percentage of of what's been sold. They there must be obviously like upfront costs and things like that. Yeah, because not, obviously they be need to obviously pay for the um, the labour and you know the materials it takes to obviously make the um, the merch. But I'm not sure, I'm not entirely sure how how it all works, but. AW no. must make an absolute killing on merch, honestly. Yeah, because I'm thinking the they don't want alone. <laughs> yeah, they don't. They haven't done how like the house show circuit. Um, it must be the sponsors on Dynamite and um, Rampage that get some a lot of money. Sponsors sponsors pay an awful lot of money, don't they? Yeah, and I would imagine that you know in the coming months we're, we're probably going to see more sort of knocking at the door, I think, trying to get in on it now. Because, yeah, I, d- I don't think there should be a doubt in anybody's mind that now with the, s- the signing of CM Punk, Daniel Bryan slash Bryan Danielson is very clearly on the way. Yeah. And others, you know, Tony Khan has, has teased several signings. And, you know, Adam Cole is now a free agent. Bray Wyatt is a free agent. I think as of today or as of yesterday... Or if you're listening to this as of two days ago, Ruby Riot and Buddy ago. Murphy are free agents. Uh, you know, I think Ruby. I think Ruby's going to be in the battle royal as the wild card. Yeah, I, I'd um, rather see. I'd rather see Murphy or whatever his new name is in uh, Impact first. Impact. I'd say Ring of Honor. I think Ring of Honor. I'd only see. I'd only see him in um, Impact to play X Division title. Yeah, be that, be that for a few months and then. Possibly change for their world title, whoever the champion is, maybe still be Christian. Then go do like do what Cardona's doing. He's oh. like he would have thought he'd be uh, champion of um, GCW for as long as he has been, and he's having fun. <laughs> Who'd have thought he was up there with MJF as you know top heel? <laughs> yeah, we all thought, and it still feels weird that they've they never did the Moxley thing. No, I guess maybe they'll come to it. I don't know. Obviously, plans change all the time, don't they? Especially pro yeah. wrestling, but it is what it is. But yeah, I, I don't think there should be a doubt in anybody's mind that AEW isn't the, um, the, I suppose, quote-unquote, glorified indie company that I think a lot of people uh, felt that it was, especially mm. in the early days. With these big names now on the way, I I don't th- I just don't think you can. I don't think you can you can say that it's an indie. No, it's or, making or them sound more legit. Company. Yeah, but again, the punk the punk sign in. I just want to stay on punk a little bit more, just because, and I know it's been covered to to death now, really, by everybody. Yeah. But I don't. You can't really understate how much of a critical and pivotal moment, critical for AEW and and pivotal in in the grand landscape of pro wrestling that was you know seven years away from the business and a man that wasn't really sure is he ever going to come back is he ever going to go back in the ring and and if he does is it going to be wwe after all of the bad blood that was spilt you know in and out of the courtroom being fired on your wedding day walking out of your job 
saying, you know, things left, right and centre being said back and forth. Vince went on the, well, it wasn't Broken Skull Sessions at the time, was it? It was just the Stone Cold podcast. Yeah. On, I think it was the first one on the WWE Network. It was. That's what. It got brought up on there and there was a lot, a lot being said back and forth and years and years and years of fans chanting CM Punk still. You know, chanting for a man who's not even in the industry anymore. A chant for a man that walked away and didn't want to come back to the fans until now, which... To be fair, the guy had done... had had a lot of injuries at the time and was at a certain age before he left. Yeah. You have, you have the right to say, I don't want to do it for a while. I want to stop for a while. But the UFC run didn't help him in a way because he kept he just looked weak. I mean, it depends on people's stances with it. Uh, I don't re- I, I don't buy into the celebrity culture just in general. So people are human beings. Like that's all there is to it. I think there are certain you know you do have to make certain exceptions because you're in the public eye, so to speak. But that's more on on that individual. And how they behave. But, you know, Phil Brooks as a person, clearly, clearly very unhappy with WWE at that point in time. You know, I think a lot of people can relate to being in a job that you're fucking sick of. And you mm-hmm. you, you could only wish, only imagine that you could walk out. You know, and the thing is, the whole thing about Austin's rise um, to stardom... And the fact, you know, so many people got behind him. Heel turns didn't work. People just didn't really want to boo Austin. He was so loved by the fans. And it's because people, as you can do, like it's always the best type of baby faces, the ones that you can live vicariously through. And Austin was one of those. But in a way, you know, that was, I think it was really symbolic. You know, the whole, like the big turning point for Punk was when he came out with the Austin t-shirt, hit the pipe bomb, and he left the company in stone-cold fashion. Because, yeah, not not just in the sense that, obviously, Austin also, you know, oh, took his ball and went home. That promo that kept, always fucking comes up when they talk about Austin. Not not just because of that, but the fact is, like, in Austin's era, yeah, who didn't want to beat the shit out of their boss? But then, at the same time, if you're in a shit job, who doesn't want to just fucking go, nah, fuck you, and just walk out? Like, he, he was true to the gimmick, at least, but he's true to himself. And I think whether or not you like Phil Brooks the man or not, and again, that's a very tricky thing to, to kind of go into because you don't know him personally. So it's just very hard to say you don't like him as a person. But whether you do or not, I think it's relevant. He took a chance on himself. He took a chance on himself with UFC. Did it pay off? Not really. I mean... I'm sure he would have liked to have won both of his fights. And if he had have done, maybe, you know, this conversation might not have been happening. But he went for it. And I think that's more than a lot of people do. You know, he took a chance. It didn't it didn't really work out. But he put the effort in and, and he did his best. And he says in that promo, doesn't he, on, on Rampage in the uh, debut slash return to pro wrestling, you know, he just wants people to understand that he 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 did what he did because he was never going to get better in the place that got him sick in the first place. And it, 
you know, there's there's real truth to that. And and we talk about mental health and stuff a lot of the time mm. um, on the podcast. And actually, you know, reading between the lines, there's there's a deeper problem really there, isn't there? Like people getting sick of of working at a certain place. He did what he had to do, you know. And I, 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 he doesn't owe the fans anything. That's one of the biggest problems, isn't it? Like people think that the fans, like we're owed it. Like you said there, obviously, yeah, he walked away from the fans. Yeah, but he, he walked away from wrestling. He was sick of it. Talking about Austin, I'd like to watch those episodes of Raw when he after he left to see if there was the crowd chanting for him. Because I know it was a different time and there was not as much internet wrestling community back then. No. Because my favourite thing I've read was Fox was so upset with WWE that they didn't try to sign Punk. This is probably my favourite wrestling moment uh, or, or at least one of my favourite wrestling moments of the last decade you know it's up there with Edge coming back 100% um, I, I don't know how you sort of if you put it in that same kind of pedestal as that but uh, well I'd enjoy it more if it wasn't spoiled for me but then again that's just wrestling in general nowadays and the internet nowadays you, they, yeah, but- they just, you just cannot it was they? a secret though wasn't it in a way it was it was a poorly kept secret yeah but th- that was the one thing about Lesnar's return at SummerSlam I like because didn't see it coming I know it's Brock Lesnar and, and the people are down on it but there was no report saying Brock Lesnar's backstage Brock Lesnar in Las Vegas or whatever he just, po- he just came out of nowhere I think you have to look at them in very different ways, though, don't you? Because Lesnar and to be back fair, to... to be fair, Punk was back in Chicago, where it's his hometown. So it's not like it was um, Alabama or whatever. No, exactly. And I think that, that obviously Lesnar coming out. Yeah, I mean it was a surprise, but at the same time, you know, it's it isn't up there with Punk. It didn't have the same gravitas to it. Punk has and been plus, away for seven years. Lesnar's been away for year and a half, about that. But yeah. you can't ju- you can't judge fifty thousand fans cheering to twenty thousand fans cheering. It's diff- It's completely different. It's completely different from from a volume aspect. But I just mean from more like what what it means for the business. Like Brock coming back, it doesn't have as much of a an impact as CM Punk coming back, and not just coming back to pro wrestling, but coming back to well going to a company other than WWE like it's it's yeah. all the th- it's you know it's what it's the implication that that has and again like, and, and I think that really does set AEW aside now as right you know if you don't think they're competition and again I, and I said in the episode before you know from that quarterly conference call where they said or Vince had said you know he doesn't view them as competition not in the same way that he viewed Ted Turner and WCW, and and I do, I still agree with that. It, it was a very different time, and Ted Turner was genuinely gunning for Vince Bischoff, openly admitting on the broadcast they want to put him out of business. Very different time, but AW in terms of you know if they go head to head, especially with like a Raw at the moment, um, you know within like a year's time, I think there's 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 probably going to be some genuine competition now. I don't think they necessarily would go head to head. I suppose. It's a dangerous game to play, but because the one thing I was disappointed with with the Punk debut was I was expecting a 
really high rating. And it was about the same as a Dynamite episode. Yeah, but... I thought it... I, I don't know. I don't. And it, the funny, the funny thing is, it that episode happened ex- after the SmackDown, so you would have thought they would try and get the people who've just seen the John Cena, um, Roman Reigns promo, and then just go turn channel and go on AEW. Again, I think there's a lot of different. There's a lot of factors at play, isn't there? Because and, a, I know and, it's on very late in the states there, and for us. I mean, Rampage is like four in the morning. Yeah. You know, there's no way we're staying up until four in the morning. And it's, I'm not going to get up at four in the morning. I woke up very early the next day to make sure I could watch it before I saw any spoilers. Um, but, you know, it's a very it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a tricky time slot. And, you know, also you've got to kind of think, how many people probably watch wrestling now? Probably don't even know, especially kids, but probably don't even know who CM Punk is. Like, especially if they're just the WWE product. Because it's it not like be they ever mention him, is it? Like, he's not going to be mentioned. He's not going to be featured. No, but if you... Uh, it could be an introduction to these fans. I mean, yeah, sure. But then, as a as a kid watching, you don't know who CM Punk is. Like That, that moment won't hold the same thing for you anyway, will it? And, and let's be honest, again, kids... Most of them are probably going to have to go to bed. Most of them are probably sneaking up to watch SmackDown as it is. You know, I say most, Wait, but you just, you know, it's just, it's a different, it's the time slot. I think, from what I understand, I think TNT were really happy. Um, oh, with yeah. the it's, it's, a good, it's, a, it's a good number. Yeah. But I um, would have thought it would have done better because it's CM Punk's return. Yeah, but see, this is, this goes back to what you said about the, with it being spoiled. And actually, this is, this is going to tie in really with, Probably the biggest news. I mean, this this should have broke the entire fucking... Not the internet, the entire world. We've already done OnlyFans, man. Jim Cornette. You heard about this? Yeah, he liked it. Not only... No, not only did he like it, right? He said, it's not the way he would have done it. It was better. It was perfect. That's Jim Cornette talking about AEW. I mean... Oh, to be fair, say what you want about the bloke. Again, I'm not really into him, but again, you can't um, deny that he speaks his mind. And I suppose yeah. if he if he genuinely feels that he likes something, I suppose at least he, you know he, he'll be honest about it. But I I got to say, Ash, I think the same. Like it was perfect. Like the opening was perfect. They kind of like even like the build up, right? So you say spoiled. Just talk, talk to talk to us about like why what spoiled it for you. So you, you're saying spoiled, so you know for a fact CM Punk is coming out on that rampage. Yeah, because it was it'd been rumored that it was going to happen because it was in Chicago, and also the fact like every episode there was like references of where they used best in the world or. Uh, Omega in a chick magnet shirt, or but isn't but isn't that exciting though? Because like it's not it's confirming without confirming. Yeah, but you don't want to be told you're having a surprise birthday party before you go to a birthday party, is it? No, but you want to be psyched up that something's coming, right? I mean, look, I, I'm just saying. Look at this because this is how I I see it, and this is why I loved it. Primarily. The reason being is because this just is never done in wrestling. 
Once upon a time, you would have it so the surprise was literally that. It was a surprise. But the thing is, that works back then because people are already watching the product. So all that does is build up buzz and then makes you even even more excited to tune in for the next one and tell your mates and make sure they're tuning in. These days, because obviously it's not what it used to be, and WWE's the, the worst for this, but they will advertise stuff. They will advertise saying, oh, um, so-and-so is going to show up tonight. You know, they'll advertise, oh, um, Edge is coming back on Raw and blah, blah, blah. And I know that's contradicting because of what happened with Lynch and Lesnar at SummerSlam, but you cannot sit there and tell me that that wasn't a knee-jerk reaction to the CM Punk debut on uh, Rampage. The Becky Lynch thing, I know, was already potentially in the pipeline for her to appear at SummerSlam, but yeah. uh, it does seem as though the, how that went down, which again, we'll come to that, but how that went down was changed. And again, probably in line with you know, trying to compete with the CM Punk buzz. And I loved it. I love the fact that they kept getting these funny little references in. I love that they're doing it for some of the other guys as well. Um, Punk's promo on Dynamite when he kind of reacts to the yes chance. And he's like, you know, that's someone else's shtick. You might have to be a little bit more patient for that. Again, it's confirming without confirming. But the thing is, if you if you didn't do that, Rampage wouldn't have got the viewers it got in the first place anyway. And also, it makes you want to watch each week now. Because, especially with more people coming, for me, again, like, the, Brian's the next one now. Adam Cole is yeah. like, a, oh, will he, won't he? It's Oh, he will. I think, yeah, well, and I would imagine he would. But it's, you know, I like it. I loved it. Because it prepares you for it, but you're still, until you really see it, and that's why the opening to that rampage was perfect. There was like, yeah, it's a special night. And you're like, oh, is it though? Is it though? Are you really, are you fucking with us? And then, that you know, you hear cult of personality and it's like, oh my God, yes, this is amazing. But then there's still a little bit of like, oh, is it MJF going to come out? Like, what's, I, was ho- you know, I was hoping that, that would be my thing. But You know what I mean? Like, it was, it's still there. And then when you actually see him walk out, like it's still that is still a surprise, you know. I don't, I don't think it hindered. I think it helped personally, and I know there's going to be differences of opinion on it, and that's fine. But I know we talked about it in our dream matches thing. Um, I know. What, what would you rather have had though? It be Darby Allen first or MGF first? So I think well, the Darby Allen thing is um, Tony Khan's idea. So I was watching the post sort of Rampage media scrum uh, with Khan and. Uh, punk together and yeah it seems like it was his idea he wanted him to work with Derby first and I think that does work really well to be honest I think we can build towards MJF and especially if they're going to go in the direction you know at the moment really interesting matchup for for all out is Jericho and MJF you know is MJF going to retire Jericho we're not sure um, if he does then MJF built his credibility as well. And this is what we said from the beginning. Like we want a lot of these guys to be able to elevate the the younger sort of talent and the lesser known talent. Well, lesser known before AEW. You know, your MJFs, your Jungle Boys, your Darby Allens. They're the future. And I, well, I would have said I would have agreed with that if the Orange Cassidy Jericho feud after that ended, Orange Cassidy got a bit higher. But I feel like he's been in the same place as he is before the Jericho feud. Yeah, he's he's not so. But 
I suppose I it's not. It's not. I don't know. He's, I don't know if that's anyone's fault. Yeah. I'm just saying that. What what I want because um, the person I was thinking about who could uh, they need is like a Scott Hall, who was the guy that was just like lose like lower. Uh, like a one two three kid, he made Sean Watman's career. I, and in WCW, he 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 would lose to people like Jericho and like those lower mid carders to make try and get him elevated. Do you think it's, Jericho maybe is the Scott Hall now though? I like to think so. He's he's feuding. He's not feuding with people he's already feuded with. No. And they could have easily done this whole, you know. <coughs> excuse me. They could have easily done, you know, Punk come back and go straight in with Jericho and been like, well, you know, re- reignite that. They could have done, and they they haven't, and they've gone down Punk working with with a Derby, and the names he was listing off on Dynamite. He was listing listing off Jungle Boy, Penta. You know, he's he's listing off, you know, talent that he's not worked with before. Yeah, but he did say in that opening promo about people like, he referenced people like Jericho or Moxie that he has wrestled before. The one person I'm wondering if they will feud with, with together is Punk and um, Colt Cabana. Yeah, it's, a, it's in that media scrum, I think somebody had asked that question in a roundabout kind of way. They didn't... Um, explicitly say Colt Cabana, but you you know that's what they were referring to. But yeah. I don't know. I guess it's one of those though. Like if there's bad blood still there, because um, you've got a shot to say... work and do your job, and and just you know if if they can't get along and coexist, then you know stay away from each other. I guess it didn't punk say. I think it might be in that scrum or whatever. I can't remember what it was. Uh, I, I'm. Uh, Liking people who are in, who were in the building or whatever, and that was the day Cabana wasn't in the um, arena. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I it's, obviously you can't put it past Punk to take some shots, but I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what could that you know what that could lead into, if anything. Um, but again, I, I don't know. The trouble is that wasn't just two people falling out; that was court cases and all sorts. So yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a really tricky thing that one, but yeah, also, I, 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 I loved I loved the I loved the debut in general. Um, the WWE Fox situation, I've seen the same as you. Fox being really upset um, that WWE didn't try harder, but then you know, because it's it, because of the backstage show that he was on and Christian was on and loads of others are gone. Like I think Mike Henry is part of it, and you. Yeah, <laughs> it's a going back to a feud with uh, Punk. Turn him heel, Hangman Page, so he can do the straight edge society <laughs> type gimmick. Because one there's, thing there's I've heard, one, one thing I did hear people talk about is he's got Punk is better when he's against the authority figures, and AEW doesn't have well. Tony Khan on a YouTube video is announced as the GM. Of AEW, yeah, but this is where you can have different kind, like a different take on CM Punk. So he said in that Dynamite promo about, you know, he's retiring the voice of the voiceless moniker because the place has a voice and people in the back listen, you know. And with that being said, though, it it depends on the direction that Punk and AEW want to go in 
with that character now because like you said if they keep him face and he's working with the younger guys there's only going to be sort of a, a matter of time before people are going to be like well yeah this isn't cm punk we need controversial cm punk you know and that actually right now that's it makes zero sense to make him a heel like at all no, i'm not saying make him heel straight him. away but no it's but like- uh, right now I, I don't think you'd need to i don't think that needs to come for a long time you say about an authority figure albeit it's different to the WWE and that atrocious authority angle. But, you know, the closest thing you've got to it right now is the elite. And actually, you know, that does make sense. And as much as you want to see punk work with the younger guys, I find it very strange if people were to say, no, I wouldn't want to see a punk Omega match. I don't want to see punk team up with, you know, Brian Danielson take on the Young Bucks, or you know whatever whatever kind of whatever they want to do, I I think that there there is something there they could do something there with it. Possibilities are endless, but it's again I can't, and even more so these days. I try really hard not to now be like oh I want to see this happen and then that leads into this and this leads into that because you do disappoint yourself like that. I'm just yeah. happy to see what happens. And just happy to, to watch the product and, and enjoy it and see, I guess at the minute, it's, it's the buzz about, you know, who else is coming through the door. That's the best thing WWE's done. It's a shit thing because, you you know, you're sacking people. But the best thing in, in, a, in a roundabout way, because it's, you know, giving people a chance. Like, there's buzz now. There's more buzz around people. Are they going to show up? Are they, you know, what are they, they going to do? It's probably the best thing they've done for a lot of these talents, in all honesty. They've... Release them from their own uh, from their own prisons. Yeah, it's just going to be weird. We can't talk about Punk the wrestler yet until we see this match. No, because we don't know. We we don't know. Do you do you know his last singles match was? Uh, the last singles match would have been would would it have been December twenty thirteen? It was January twenty fourteen. I bet you couldn't guess who his opponent was. Mm, no. Billy Gunn. Was it really? <laughs> yeah. That should have been the match back. <laughs> yeah, Billy Billy Gunn, I want to face you in your butt in your gun club. <laughs> no, exciting stuff though, man, isn't it? Like you can't you can't deny whether you like AEW or not, that's a big fucking acquisition and, and that's and it's huge for the wrestling business and, and it's positive for the wrestling business. And that's what we need. Yeah. Like I said, we 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 just got to wait, wait and see them if the match is good. Uh, if how much Derby gets put over? Do you think Derby's winning? No, I do. But I wouldn't be. But it could happen. But it's not the WWE thing of losing in your hometown. <laughs> no, but I th- I think what a way like there's. Uh, don't get me wrong there's because there really is two ways to go about isn't there like punk winning his first match back is kind of what everybody's anticipating but honestly and i know i just said like i try not to like think about these now but honestly i would be so happy to see derby go over punk not because i want to see punk lose but like that i mean it just it's true to his word but i don't know i don't know if it's necessarily the right thing to do it's, it's tricky. Basically, I wouldn't mind. If Darby Allen goes over Punk, I think that'll be monumental for Darby. And I think it'll be awesome. 
But I would like to know what the, I'd like to know what the reaction would be if that was to happen. Uh, yeah, because actually, if you think about it, if this was you know anywhere anywhere else, well, I say anywhere else, if it, if it was WWE, um, and Punk had returned there, no matter who he was going to go against, that person's probably going to get booed. But the fact yeah. is, Punk came out in front of Chicago as well, and Chicago can be unforgiving. But they came, he came out, and as soon as he mentioned Derby, and he was looking up in the, uh, albeit the wrong wrong bit to begin with, but when he was looking up for Derby and Sting, the crowd were chanting Derby, and I thought that was class. Like, genuine, you know, Derby's a, a face, the crowd love him. They didn't turn on him just because Punk was back. And, that, that, you know, that's a wrestling, that was a real wrestling crowd. And, you know, Chicago uh, should receive just as much praise as anybody for, for that CM Punk return because they made that as special as it was. Didn't Punk also say he reminds him of him? I think to a the degree, as, yeah. The, the same as Sting has done. Yeah, and I like that. That's three different so da- generations, so, isn't it? So Daniel Bryan, or Bryan Downson, Darby Allen, you remind me of me. <laughs> well, I don't think that's going to happen, is it? Braun Strowman, <laughs> you remind me of me. Adam Cole, you remind me of me, Darby. But I can but I can believe that. I think Darby is a, he's in that same kind of... Um, sort of pond as punk especially ring of honor punk you know you go back to his early yeah. days they're they're 100 in it, that same area yeah well, well like we said well, it's no good talking shit about punk until you see how, if he's good in match well the match I, is good regardless i'm looking forward to it and i i, I think it'll be crowd reaction alone should be white hot again back in also, chicago so where do you place that on the card i i wouldn't be surprised if it is main event it would work. It work better for Derby if it is the main event. Yeah, because I'd I'd care more about the Christian Kenny Omega match if I didn't see it already on first rampage. I know it's for um, Impact title and stuff, but I think though just, it's just it, just... it's going to be a really good match, isn't it, Christian and Omega? But it's yeah. Um, I don't think anybody really has Christian pegged as has uh, taken the title off of Omega. And I know, having said that, it was the shock victory to take the uh, the Impact title off of him on the first, on, you know, inaugural episode of Rampage. But yeah, uh, I can't I can't see the AEW title coming off of Kenny to Christian Cage. I, yeah, especially when you've um, Hangman is it is apparently the guy. I still think Hangman's the next one in line for it. But yeah, I suppose it I, depends what they do. I called that first episode of um, Rampage the Lex Luger tribute show. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. <laughs> because Kenny Omega losing the title reminded me of when Lex Luger beat Hogan on an episode of Nitro to show that Hogan could be beaten because he was champion for a long time. The Lex Luger tribute show. And and Jamie Hayter was uh, kind of reminded me of Luger first episode of Nitro <laughs> I feel like it's, it's a reach but yeah, it, 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 it works yeah. it, it works, works. <laughs> going back to the car placement if Jericho does retire would that be a main event there's there's a few contenders for main event really I mean a lot of the matches there could be match, could be main event matches anyway couldn't they I mean now that we've made Pac and uh, Andrade official that's the main event. Fuck me. Like, I know it's not the main event, but it could be the main event, couldn't it? Like, it could be a main event. It could be. There's, there's, I'm, I'm so stoked for that. Honestly, the, the All Out show, 
looks because fucking I'll be round, honest, man. It looks amazing. But I'll be honest, the MJF Jericho match probably would have meant more to me if Jericho had won that Labour to Jericho. I don't know. I because like the fact that that he's. It's know. only because only because he hasn't beaten him, and if he beats him to stop him being retired, it's kind of like when it's kind of like if a boxer wins the third match, even though he's lost the first two. Yeah, but then at what? But then there, what reason is there to fight though? Because if he'd have won the labors of Jericho, then he's already. Do you know what I mean? The story is that he can't beat MJF. So if it if it have won the five labors five labors of Jericho, there'd have been no need to do a rematch at all out. And actually, if he was going to win the five labors of Jericho, you wouldn't have done it on Dynamite. You'd have done the fifth one out all out, wouldn't you? So well, I would have thought they would have done done it until the, until all out. But well, they've obviously had this in mind though. That's I think that's why they gave it away on the Dynamite because um, you know we've got bigger stakes now. With Jericho's career on the line, and and and, well, it, and it genuinely could go either way. Um, I think most of the matches could go either way, apart from Christian Cage and Omega. I'd ra- I'd rather have Jericho MJF in the cage more than the tag match, but because you, you know, but then again, you know, there's going to be interference. They said there's not going to be an interference. You know, there is going to be interference in the cage match. Well, I'm gonna I'm saying now the interference in that cage match is going to be Adam Cole. Well, that's the thing. We don't know if he's got a um, no complete clause. We just know he's no, there, there he's no there longer. Be. There's there's got to be no no complete clause. The thing is, he already worked his contract. If you've worked yeah. your contract, there is a no no compete clause because you've worked your contract. All these other guys have got those because they were being let go. You know, the contract was being broken early, and therefore no compete clause kicks in. There's no way Adam Cole has that. And also, the fact is. I mean, if if that's correct and that he his contract ran up sort of ran about Great American Bash time, and he's been basically doing them a favour, you know, let's not say it's anything otherwise. Yeah, he's going to be paid for it, but he's doing them a big favour because WWE fucked up. Somebody fucked up with that. Um, but you know, he's he's done them a favour. If they was going to turn around and go, well, actually, you know, but while you're sort of not really under contract for us, but you're doing this this favour. Can we also say actually, when you do, if if you you know if you don't sign a new contract, you also can't work anywhere else for th- you know three months. Mm. Like that was never ever going to be an option. Otherwise, you turn around and go, well, no, fuck you, I'm going now then because I don't need to stay. You know what I mean? There's no was, way that would have flown. There's not not a chance. Am I right in thinking Adam Cole got killed off by the elite on he being did. the elite? He did, and I believe Young Bucks have tried a seance to, to bring him back. So. <laughs> Zombie Adam Cole confirmed. <laughs> well, this is the com- well. I would say this is the company that bought um, out the Joey Ryan dying from All In. Yeah, but it's not the same thing, really, is it? It kind of is, but not really. Well, I guess not. <laughs> then again, I, I- Mickey James did. Mickey James did die in Impact, and then she came back after she uh, got let go by WWE. So, yeah. NXT's dead. We'll, well get to it. We'll get to yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, we spent like, what, like 50 minutes on Punk? So I know, like, it's, it's a lot of time. Nearly. But, <laughs> you know, we spent seven years waiting for him to come back, I suppose, you know, he deserved a bit of time. Um, yeah, it's a bit all over the place, but it's, there's just so much to kind of go through, isn't there? But I yeah. think while we are on the topic, really, though, with Christian Cage and Omega, uh, one of the stories that was really interesting that's come out, so... Uh, Gangrel 
Yeah. <laughs> you know about this one. So, yeah. for those listening, um, Gangrel was in talks with uh, AEW. He was going to be, he was set to make an appearance. And the appearance obviously didn't happen. I think what the problem was is that over in WWE, of course, we've been having the Edge and Seth Rollins angle. And perhaps one of the coolest things WWE's done in a long time was bring the brood entrance back, complete with the music. Yeah. And it's fucking awesome. But it was. I don't think AEW wanted then to bring Gangrel in because it would potentially look like they were going to be copying WWE, which is a smart move, I think, from AEW. Now, if it's to believe, because Gangrel said this himself, apparently, um, you know, although it sucked, Gangrel realised as soon as he saw that. <laughs> Vampire suck. <laughs> he realised as soon as he saw that. Uh, yeah, that's going to be, that's what fucked me here. That's what did me in. But he said that AEW still paid him for the appearance. Even though he didn't appear, they still paid him. Again, really yeah. classy thing to do. I think that was, you know, it wasn't his, wasn't his fault. But nah. thought, you know, I wanted to, what do you think Gangrel would have been doing? Because I've, I've got a, a theory. Um, I've got a feeling it would have been a, pretty much the same they did. But um, more like this is the guy that made you who you are type thing. Like, no wonder who you were until he brought you into the brood. So, yeah, kind of on those lines, really. Because Christian's whole angle at the moment is not even so much really against Kenny. It's more against Don Callis. Um, yeah. You know, because of that whole angle there, I, I honestly, I think that Gangrel was supposed to be the one tagging with Christian on uh, Rampage. I think that was supposed to be Christian Cage and Gangrel versus Kenny Omega and Brandon Cutler. And Kazarian yeah, was put in weird. last minute. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, I genuinely feel like that, that was probably going to be Gangrel. Um, and it would have made sense, but... Yeah. You know, it's not um, like he's not appeared in AEW before, but no, I, I find deletion. Was, yeah, I'm a deletion. Whatever it was called, whatever it was, and that was good. Yeah. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was very entertaining. Go um, back on that review. I said it was shit. I don't think you did, did you? I said I said I didn't like it. Uh, <laughs> I know that because I didn't. Like, I don't. Not a fan of the deletion itself type. Well, you know, if it's not for you, it's not for you. I suppose, isn't it? Apparently, he, he had a, a phone call with Edge though. And Edge apparently was really upset about it. Um, Edge apparently has been pushing through for the idea to do the whole brood stuff for months. And I think that, you know, you can probably believe that, to be honest. Especially with the whole, they didn't do the bloodbath, did they? It was all like black. A brood bath. Tar shit. Yeah, you're not allowed yeah. to say bloodbath, I guess. But No, and pl- it, it, you can set people on fire, it, but you can't pour yeah. blood on people. Just weird, though, isn't it? Like, just weird. Yeah, it, that yeah. It, it's the, a double standards, really. But well, the fact the fact that Edge did that promo where it's like my blood turns black, and then Seth Rollins comes out with a white suit, <laughs> and then Edge did his day. I think his first ever promo because he was silent for a long, long time until like the first episode of SmackDown or the the uh, the pilot episode of SmackDown where they 
where the brew did a bloodbath on, I think it was Michael Hayes. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, it's funny just to watch um, Gangrel's promo because he's struggling to get his words out. <laughs> Christian doesn't speak, and then Edge just does basically beware, take care, because the freaks come out at night, and then they give um, Duck Hendricks a bloodbath, but this brew bath was okay, I guess. It's cool. And, you know, Edge got a great mind for it, any. You know, if it wasn't for him right now, it 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 probably would all be unwatchable, most of it. Uh, I mean, it is. I, I, I can't even bring myself for that anymore. But um, WWE says they're a content creator, and, you know, content creators live on YouTube. So, you know, when I want to watch that stuff, I'll watch the clips on YouTube. I don't need to sit through a two-hour, three-hour uh, episode each week. So... That's what you want to be. That's what. I'll, that's how I watch it. But yeah, SummerSlam did the entrance. Very cool. Probably best thing about SummerSlam. Uh, well, I, them, I can't matches, talk too much shit because I didn't watch it all. But if I because I watched it live, right? I'd say it was match of the night by a long way. Yeah. Not saying that every match was bad or not every or there was, but it was just. A really good story told, some good action, and it was two generations going at it. And it, you would not have known Edge was away for so long mm. from this from this run so far. I know they they're using him sparingly. He's not had a bad match. Maybe the match with Orton at Mania, that last man standing, because it was long and it shouldn't have been that long. But I don't think he's had a bad match yet. Uh, the fact he did the Gram Slam, which was funny. Yeah, I, that's a nice touch. And the story of Seth trying to do the curb stomp and just not getting it. And it was weird that it was a submission finish. But hey. Good storytelling though. Good storytelling. I think oh, Edge is always pretty much a joy to watch though, to be honest, isn't he? But Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's decent. I mean SummerSlam aside from the Brock return Brock looking very um, very different these days yeah if he's not on the what are we calling it Brock Biscuits the Brock Biscuits oh, uh, you know a lot of people are saying that he doesn't look like he's in shape <laughs> I thought he was in the best shape uh, if it's not uh, if it's legit he's in one of the best shapes I've ever seen of him he, he was it was it Michael Cole it was like look at the size of him <laughs> yeah but he is he's a fucking absolute unit Fucking mountain that, of a man. Because people were pissed off about that. It was like the punk return. There was no um, commentary for like five, ten minutes, whatever it was. Good. Yeah, that's as how it should as, have been. And as soon as Brock Lesnar's music hit, like Michael Cole was like, oh my God, I screamed, oh my God. And Pat McAfee. McAfee? Ah, <laughs> you got him. He said it right. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> who's a, who's a joy on commentary I do enjoy his commentary a lot because he do, he does come across as a fan and yeah. he's not overbearing to the point where like his like his voice is tolerable you know there are some people yeah, who wouldn't think, get away with that it, it just do but I feel in, like but. we I feel like we said that about Corey Graves at one point Corey was I I don't I still don't blame Corey I still think Corey's a good commentator but he obviously you know you've got someone else in your ear for the whole thing regurgitating their words and trying to put your own spin on it you know actually it's a it's a fucking hard job like there's i could never ever i'd never be able to do it 
I'd last like two seconds. I'll be like, nope. Headset up your well, tail and I'd run away. I couldn't do it. I've heard, I've heard you commentating on wrestling. It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd, yeah, but if I've got no one in my ear, I'll do it. Yeah, but yeah, Jake, <laughs> I just can't. I, I I can't imagine like the amount of um, well fucking pressure Foley, that they're, they're under for it. Their Foley couldn't do it because he had Vince in his ear and he just couldn't do it. No, but, and Foley was Foley was good for his short term. I think he's only there for like three or four months. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. But yeah, SummerSlam, uh, aside from the Lesnar return, there was the, the... I mean, just... I mean, I don't know what happened, but this whole Becky Lynch and Bianca thing, what do you make of that? Well, the advertised match was Bianca versus Sasha, which I was looking forward to because their match at Mania was one of my highlights of the uh, year so far. Yeah. And for best the last match of the week, two nights, I think, for Mania. I'd say so. It, it, it might be a slight edge over the other main event, the Edge Brian and Roman match. But I was looking, for, I was looking forward to it because, I, like I said, I like the match. And then about a week or so before, it was like Sasha's might not make it. We, we still don't know what it is. She might have COVID. She or she might be injured. Mm. Or she might be, might have been told she was going to lose, <laughs> and decide. <laughs> it's nah. a tricky thing. It's not like this hasn't happened before. You know, no. the whole mania twenty five. It would have been, wouldn't it? Thirty five. Twenty five. Yeah, 35. but she has. She did. Have, she did say in that Stone Cold interview about mental health issues. So, yeah, maybe then, maybe. And then, um, all of us, yeah. They did the they did the promo package for the before the match. Bianca comes out, and then gets told. Then we get told, "Oh, Sasha Banks isn't here." So Carmella is going to be the contender, even though we've seen that match a few times. And then just before the bell rings, Becky Lynch's music goes, and people go wild, which is fair. I'm not a big fan of Becky. I, I was a fan of. Can't deny she's super over though. Yeah. But it was I was getting bored of her as champion before obviously the pregnancy and well yeah but she went uh, away but, but that was the the shitty booking though and then all of a sudden all of a sudden Becky destroys Carmella and then says I was gonna do I've already done Irish accent because it would just no, be do it. you should absolutely do it I, no I'm the only one who does I'm the I thought best I'm the only one who does impressions no I've done, I've done a few here and there we can do uh, what do you want me to do I'll do the rest of the podcast doing an impression um CM Punk. Uh, it's a bit hard to do that one. It's not. Uh, well, who have you done an impression of before we before we go back to Becky Lynch and uh, her destroying? I, I think just after Jr. I think I've done a well, little bit done, of Vince. We all done that. Well, was yeah. Actually, we'll get to Jr. in a bit. Is that not good enough well. for you? <laughs> what you want me to do? I did Macho Man. Well, everyone doesn't match a man, don't they? Okay. So I started it then. It, it almost came out, and now that's going to sound awful. But Well, yeah, no matter. But Becky Lynch was like, I'm, I want to challenge you for the title. And they they shook hands. I think she headbutted her, didn't she? Then she did the manhandle slam, and then one, two, three. 35 seconds, and it's done. The, the thing that pisses me off, though, about that... Um, more from just again bearing in mind because I didn't watch it so I, I can't sit here and pretend to be all like oh you know 
uh, wasting my money, blah, blah, blah. I mean, because it's your WWE network anyway. But, well, the thing is, though, if, if, you, if you paid, if you paid good money, and there would have been people that paid good money to see Sasha Banks, and she's yeah. not there. I'm sorry, this whole card is subject to change bullshit. I'm not I am not buying that. That card is because it's just a scapegoat all the time. It's a get out of jail free card. Card is subject to change should be used in the instance where remember back at TLC, like however many years ago it was, there was that big was it meningitis outbreak? Yes. You know, that was a card subject to change uh situation that made total sense. Because there were people that genuinely could not attend for health reasons, for reasons beyond WWE's control. This was in WWE's control. They would have known in advance that Sasha was not going to be attending SummerSlam, but they continue to promote the match. So that's bullshit. I'm sorry. Even with the uh, the Becky Lynch surprise, uh, that's still bullshit. You can, you know that is, you're advertising something that was never ever going to happen, and trailing off a little bit here but still kind of on topic they did the exact same thing with raw last night there were three matches that that were supposed to be on raw last night and they weren't fucking there what happened to sheamus versus lashley no they changed it to but it's weird because they were both on the show but in different matches exactly so that wasn't because of, of a health reason. What no, happened to um, fucking Dewdrop Lollipop versus Eva Marie? What happened to that? Eva Marie. <laughs> That's what you've got to say. But I think I think because Vince tore up the script a million times oh, like he always does. Yeah, but oh, fucking what is the but point? But from, from what I've heard, the uh, who is it? Priest, Seamus and... Um, Macatime, it's supposed to be really good. Yeah, you'll always find. You know, you can find. That's the one thing. Goals. No matter how many people, no matter how many people criticize it, if it's good, to say it's good. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to agree with everything. No, I don't like the company, but that doesn't mean that I don't think that some of the most talented people in the world work there and don't try their fucking hardest to to do their job, but. You know, the, the company treats its fans like pieces of shit. They literally treat... They, I mean, they just treat people like idiots. The fans aren't there to fuel the company. The fans fuel the wrestlers. The wrestlers need to feed off of fans. And that was so evident with the pandemic. WWE yeah. does not care... <coughs> Excuse me. WWE does not care about their fan base. It's not what generates the money. Merch generates money, and that's kids. So keep aiming stuff towards kids, which they do. A smart business. But their money, like you were saying about AEW, but their money's made up of sponsors. Their money's made up of the TV networks. You've got big fucking... You've got these big boys. Fox. Yeah, you don't get paid, what was it, $4 billion? Or am I thinking of the... Disney buying for it's a hell of a lot of it money. Lot of, it was a lot of money. It was a lot of money they bought, and that's for two hours of SmackDown. And that Nick uh, Khan interview was, you know, people blowing up about the whole Nick Khan saying, "Oh well, you know, if we could make Raw four hours and SmackDown eight hours," and people are like, "Oh no, don't do that. As shit as it is." But the thing is, like, he's got his business cap on. Like from a business standpoint, 
Fucking course you would. If they're going to pay loads more money to say, yeah, bang an extra hour on Raw, that's the whole reason we ended up with three hours of Raw in the first place, was because they was like, well, you're going to get more money for it. And I think that was close to like, or if not more than like 50 million or something. Yeah. Uh, from a business like, standpoint, makes total sense. But from a... But after, after SummerSlam, I was like, Raw is fucked. Because they've got no stars. No, they've moved it to all the, all the, moved, Fox probably all to appease them all, after Fox got upset about the punk situation. Yeah, all all this all the names, all the big names of the last few years have gone to SmackDown. Yeah. Which you'd have never said ten years ago. No. Five years ago you'd have never said that. Well, but And plus no one ever talks about the fact that the last few weeks SmackDown ratings are going up. Raw ratings and AEW and NXT and whatever, they're saying the same. Yeah. Because, yeah, but they're, they're putting a lot of big stuff into... More people watch WWE than they do AEW. That's a fact. Less people are watching WWE than they used to. That's also yeah. a fact. So you can only look at the whole situation and go, wrestling still is not as popular as it used to be. That is a fact. Because the numbers show that and dictate that. Yeah, remember, do you remember... I know it's going to be different, but do you remember, like, seeing wrestlers on... Like on your favorite TV shows, like normal, yeah, I know what you mean. I mean that does still happen a lot, of course, in the states. But yeah, um, it's like when if, not always so much here. They'd be on like Saturday morning TV on kids shows and stuff, wasn't it? Uh, I, I remember Kurt Angle being on. Um, was it SMTV? Yeah, SMTV in the mornings. Yeah, Rikishi yeah. was on there. You would get Hurricane on Blue Peter. <laughs> yeah, I mean we had a, a WWF Weakest Link. Yeah. You know? I, need to, I need to watch those back because I've been watching them. <laughs> it's quite, it's pretty class. I, I I remember watching. I never watched the show itself, but uh, Fear Factor had a WWE one. Yeah, and I little did know. I know that little did I know the the person who would uh, host that would ha- be the USC commentator Joe Rogan. Because <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea back then. Now I was like, you know everything. Mm. But no, look, but less people watch wrestling now than they used to. And SmackDown is still a good show, by and large, most of the time. But it's not, you know, especially recently, it's fallen into some of the same kind of traps that Raw let itself get into, and and it does take away. But it still Mm. benefits from the fact that it's an hour less, less TV to write. So, but no, yeah, moving everybody over to SmackDown. uh, Again, SmackDown's the big boy now. And Becky yeah. Lynch going over there. What what I don't understand though, and and again going back to the whole thinking that this is a fucking piss take, and it's taking the piss out of its fans. You 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 still can't whether the fans are generating your your fucking revenue or not is irrelevant. Don't put out there that this is the match you're going to see when you know full well it isn't. And it's not like the alternative was better because actually that was bullshit. That was a bullshit way to do Bianca. She got the Kofi treatment, and anyone that doesn't like yeah. the sound of that, because it, you know, and I, I'm not, I'm not playing a race card for it, and I don't, I don't oh, see no. an awful lot of it. But the fact of the matter is, is WWE does not have a great track record when it comes to um, having black or African American sort of world champions. And you go from a, an amazing moment with Bianca and um, Sasha, you know, headlining. A WrestleMania for a title, and again, like as special as that was, as special as the Kofi moment was, and they both have the same outcome. That's just fucking. I mean, that's just piss poor. That's really, really just not, 
no thought has gone into that. And you plus, know, and it's a real. Regardless of race, regardless of skin color, regardless of everything else, take away the fact of how special that mania moment was. Fact is, is that again during a really difficult time in wrestling, Bianca has solidified herself. Is actually she's going to be a she's going to be a star. And she was getting there. Oh, yeah. And I'm not saying the stars burnt out. It's not killed a push. It's not killed no. her. But it was just a dirty way to do her. And Becky returning as a heel, maybe it'll work. Because like you said, it was a bit stale um, towards the end. But and actually, absence make the, makes the heart grow fonder. So she should have at least been a face for a bit first, in my opinion. But Apparently, it's Becky's idea to turn heel. Yeah, but the way they were shooting it, the way they shot it, I thought they were turning Bianca heel. Well, yeah, I thought that was a lot of how a lot of people thought it was going to be because Bianca is a good heel and an established yeah, I, heel. Because what I would have, how my person would have done it if I was booking it would had the thirty second match with the Carmella, then try and do a maybe 10, 15 minute with Becky and Becky cheats to win to be a heel. But because that was the one thing, one thing about SummerSlam was. I was so used to having these like three hour pandemic shows mm. that just flew by and Summer and Mania was good because it was two days SummerSlam just felt like it was, I was looking at the clock going right it's four o'clock now and we've still got two matches to go it was like it was like gone five o'clock after the main event had finished and Brock came out it was like couldn't you just done a shorter shot it was like Drew McIntyre and General Hall, which shouldn't have been on the show. Yeah, the you Super had, um, Soaker thing, the with Woods and Miz and Morrison. Like some of it was yeah. just a, a, a Nakamura had an entrance. Yeah, I mean Pat bit was funny, him dancing to it. Yeah, sure, that was but, funny, it, but, but it, it didn't need to be it, there. It's, what else? What, the the Olympians was okay, <clears> but I wish could that with that, but would that have been more awesome? A Kangle come out. Well, no, he's, with he's not under their contract either now, is he? No, but like to say that you but to say like you got these gold uh, medalists and Kurt Angle comes out, or but if it was if it was, if it was just, if it wasn't SummerSlam and they came out, I would have had Chad Gable come out to like because I was Olympian because there was talk, there was also talks about this this guy going to UFC, but we'll we'll never know. And plus, Kurt Angle just can't be the only Olympic gold medalist in WWE history. Uh. No, I guess not. He's he's certainly not the only Olympian, but gold medalist, I think. Well, yeah, but they've never mentioned Mark Henry's Olympics because he was shit. <laughs> I think they have mentioned it at, uh, on occasion. He finished last. <laughs> well, uh, not much more really else to say on SummerSlam other than, you know, if you enjoyed it, I'm glad. Uh, if you didn't, pretty understandable. If I was, if we were to do our old review system, I would have given the whole show about three seven five out of five for the whole show. It's good. I just, it's really hard for me to enjoy a show that's so long because, you, like, you're gonna lose interest in it after a while. You know, it's just, it's and it's too, it's just long, isn't it? It's just too long. We know all apps gonna be a four hour show because it has, they have been. Yeah. But we know that every match is going to prob- is every match is going to deliver. I think I can cope we more anyway. with four hours based on the fact because there's not so much of it a month as well uh, a year. If no. they started sort of pushing it with you know a pay per view every month and 
their four to five hours. You know, the criticism would be the same as WWE's. It's too much and too too long. Don't need that. You know, so you got to be you got to be fair. You got to look at everybody the same way through the same lens. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, as it works right now, it works for me. My biggest criticism with AEWs actually is I wish they they went back to the Saturday pay per views. That was much better. I could sit up and watch them live, not worry about getting up for work. You know. Yeah, that was a weird thing with SummerSlam being Saturday. The first one since SummerSlam 92. Yeah. So fair play to them for that. That was a good good call, really. But you, you, still, you was, have the takeover on the Sunday, which was weird. Yeah, that, which I've not seen I've not seen yet. Um, I feel I feel like a I feel like a shit because I've heard so much about Dragon Off Malta. Yeah, I to be honest as well, I've I've caught some glimpses of it. I kind of almost don't want to watch it. And this is going to sound stupid. It's probably even cringe worthy, but I I don't want to watch it because it's that's the end of NXT, isn't it? Really, as of NXT as we know it. Uh, judging by what happened, because obviously I know what happened. Would you say that when Samoa Joe's champion and I th- I think we're in a weird transitional point now, and again with that interview uh, with. Nick Khan basically explaining, you know, NXT, keep your eyes on it. It is going to go through rebranding, which we've already seen because that new logo has hit the uh, the internet. Uh, yeah. First of all, then, I guess, thoughts on that? Well, I can't remember which wrestling Facebook page it is. I did the gif of the Metallica load <laughs> cover. Seriously, you put the load and reload album covers together... It makes it NXT logo. It's. <laughs> I know it's a logo, right? I know it's just a logo. But it's what that represents. And it's how tone deaf I feel that WWE is. I, I'm really slamming and really ragging on WWE now in this. And I don't want that to be a. You know, a turn off for people that really enjoy the product, but that is my my feelings towards it. And I think you know, it comes a point you do have to practice what you preach. I don't like it, so I've got to stop watching it. Otherwise, I will keep moaning about the product. You know, the less the less I see of it and the less involvement I have with it, the less I'll kind of talk about it. And Ash can <laughs> you can you can say what you want, but it's tone deaf. That's not NXT. And I know, and I think that's that's you know that's the point. It's not meant to be. It's not meant to be the NXT that we know. You know they they've done the right thing. If you're going to change the way NXT is presented, you have to give it a new look. But the fact is, is that it's it looks shite. It looks shite, and everybody's fear is that NXT is now going to become shite because the direction that they want to take is no more indie guys. Not doing that. If you've established a name on the indies, not interested in you. And that's a, that. First of all, I mean that's a really interesting direction to take, but it it brings this level of um, I think worry and concern that we're going to go to that kind of weird period before NXT kind of like became uh, or started to kind of like turn into actually what it became, which was awesome, and that kind of. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't the the game show type NXT when Titus O'Neil was tripping over barrels and shit. 
but it, it was it was that weird transitional period and i feel like we're going to go back to that hopefully better but it feels like that's kind of what they want to do if if the rumors are right and to be honest a lot of them have been confirmed as right but you know they're looking for people of a certain build of a certain height of a certain age or at least you know that uh under a certain age um you know they don't really want people to have already had much experience in wrestling and nick khan had said that you know they they held a tryout um i mean this would have been over a week ago now probably within the last fortnight then and signed 12 new talents or 12, or 12 new people to yeah and one of them sanuso one of them's an Uso and one's Bull Buchanan's son. If he's anything like Bull Buchanan, then they've got a winner there for me. Yeah, of course. But that's the thing then, isn't it? So we're just going to do second, third generation superstars and then what What the other's going to be? We sign big guys and just hope that some of them actually turn out good. Why don't they just call NXT tough enough? That's <laughs> kind of what it's going to go back to, isn't it? And I was thinking about this. Is this them saying, unlike before we're trying to make our own stars from our own product yeah i think that's exactly what they're what they're doing i think that's why it's an interesting call to not take on any indie guys and i don't even necessarily disagree with that but it you're not it has worked in the past for them for, for Look some at john cena yeah well, yeah but but but, but they're not going to have another john cena you're never going to have another john cena time. i don't think they want another john cena john cena became bigger than the company whether they they want to admit that or not I don't think they want another Cena. They want WWE. To, that's why you don't get big, big stars now. You know they've kind of right. done it with Roman, but um, you know they've made him a heel, so it's, they're, they're not going to take the initial Cena kind of formula as they were trying so desperately for years. I mean, look how long it took for Roman to even become over, like over, yeah. over. Um, but no, I, th- I think that's the point. They, 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 they want you to. They want they want to make their own stars. They want to be in full control of sort of how they work. Because, you know, if you're going to teach everybody the WWE way, you're not having to stamp out older... You know, if you've been working on the indies for 10 years, it's, it's going to be difficult to stamp out 10 years' worth of, of experience. Yeah. Which, which, can, which can be a good thing and a bad thing. Because if you have picked up bad things along the, the way in those 10 years... It, you know, it is a bit detrimental. The thing is, with Cena, Cena was a, a lifelong wrestling fan. And that's the difference. It's when you start signing people that, you know, they weren't wrestling fans and they have to learn not just the business, but, like, it's it just shows. Like, lifers show. If you're a lifer, it comes through eventually. If you're just a big guy and they hired you because you got the look, it takes a lot longer. And I'm not saying it's not impossible because people can grow to love it. But... It, it's a really um, hit and miss approach, I think. Because I was thinking the last non-indie guy I can think of that they attempted to make a star, and unfortunately for them, it kind of backfired because of how it ended. Fell Velveteen Dream. Yeah, and the the what's really annoying about that is that he could have been a star, but he yeah he he had. I I was always I was telling people that would watch it. He has the it they they want. Yeah, he had it all. Like he literally had it all. No, that was Billy Gunn. <laughs> he could, yeah. He well, he had it all. He had the look. He had everything. Yeah. Charisma, talent. You know, squandered it really. Because 
I was because uh, go back to that tough enough analogy. It's not like tough enough never had someone that didn't make it because had Morrison. You had um, <laughs> Maven. In a way, you could say even even like people that were that auditioned and never that never were a name WE and they made a name elsewhere like Orson Kong mm. she was on Tough Enough you had pre-Shad he was on Tough Enough and was kind of a name afterwards I, I'm surprised they they haven't kind of gone back to the um, the Tough Enough kind of formula or the Tough Enough show itself really because they you know yeah. they've moved a bit more away from their reality programs now but I, yeah, I don't, last, I don't, I don't think New York City is going to be tough enough in the sense that it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be presented like that. I think it is going no, to be presented as as wrestling still. But yeah, you still got like Gargano. You still got Pete Dunne for now. For now, because his contract. Yeah, yeah. You, but where, uh, where does that they, leave guys like Gargano and probably more specifically Champa? Where does that leave guys like them then? You know, the the fucking cornerstones of NXT you know, what it was, and it, we're going to go in this new direction that seems like it's, it's not for them. Like, it, they don't really have a place in it. But they've st- they've remained with NXT and Champa even more so because I don't know how much longer he's got left in wrestling. That's not to say he's old, but compared to probably what their, their new kind of um, wish list is, you know, and then you have to sort of chalk on to the... You have to add on top the fact that he's had these injuries and... You know, mm. we're talking neck as well. Um, you know, where does it leave a guy like Champa? Where does it leave Gargano? Do they go to the main roster? Where does it leave Kyle O'Reilly? Well, Gargano apparently is going to be uh, the the biggest heel. <coughs> Sorry, <coughs> biggest heel for NXT because because now we're carrying Cross going to Raw permanently, mm. and it's like you've got no. Pete Dunne could be the guy to be the heel, but he might be going. Rich Holland coming back from injury is another heel. Mm. There's, there's no one really that you can say. What can what can they do? I I, ju- I just don't see in the next couple of years that they'll be in a NXT anymore. I think it'll have to be that you move to main roster, or um, they're not going to be as heavily featured because. It's not what they're going to be looking for. If you're going to be getting big guys in, you know, there's only so many times, you know, biggest heel in NXT or not, there's only so much you can do with a small heel and large face, baby faces. Like, there's only so much you can do. Um, also, but then again, I'd, I'd like Joe as a heel, but he's got the face story at the minute, really. Yeah. Coming back from... It's not going to be the same anymore. Like, And that's sad. Remember- that is sad. Do you remember Survivor 2019 when they beat Raw on SmackDown? Yeah. But again, let's not pretend that that wasn't also a ploy to get more art, uh, more eyes on the product because they were just about to... Um, they'd either done it already or they were just about to move, obviously, on to, um, you know, two hours TV deal yeah. to get ready to supposedly smash AEW in the ratings. And obviously that didn't end very well, but... No, but it did have they did have their moments. Of course, which, they, they did have their moments. But that's what pissed me off is that you know didn't need to try and make that a competition just to spite AEW. That was that was just spiteful, and actually it blew up in their face. 
but at the cost of NXT, which was like the the really you know one of the only good things about that company, and they sacrificed it. Fucking sacrificial lamb. That's what, that's what it became. They obviously were too sure of themselves, and what we'll come to in a little pit. But they were too sure of themselves, and it fucked NXT. And now Vince has had it for like what two weeks, and all, all he's done is spaffed out a load of colours onto a logo. Sort of made the put, pulled some of the ends down a little bit so it's no longer uh, um, sort of evenly matched and just fucking gone. Yeah, there you go. Put obviously some hip hop on top. Was it Wale? Yeah, you know. So we've so. again we've we've taken away that it had it had more it had identity. NXT had an identity to it, and it's just everything that it was has been stripped away. And I think it's really really sad, but. You know, I think what's what's worse is actually it's probably worse for Triple H. I don't know how uh, he probably feels about it, but you got to admit, I mean, say what you want about the company as a whole, but Triple H was absolutely monumental in making NXT what it was, what it what what it became. Yeah, it, yeah, it really. I mean, before AEW, it was NXT. Like that was your alternative, and it was a f- fucking bloody good alternative. So it's just a shame. It's you know, everything has to but change, everything evolves. But uh, I don't know. Well, I, I guess we just have to sit back and and see what happens with that. But again, in terms of WWE's future planning, I don't get it. It's why I've completely switched off from the company. Um, you know, you let stars like Bray go. You let stars like Daniel Bryan walk out the door. You fuck up people like Adam Cole's contract and he's gone. You know, he's a big... Nick Khan said, you know, we live in the in the present. We live in the future. You know, well, I mean, which one? Because that's two different already. But like, that's, that was yeah. his words. But it's... I, I still don't get it. I still don't get it. Even when you start bringing people into NXT, it's going to take them years to get over. It took Roman Reigns eight, nine years or whatever it was to get to the position he's in now. Bray was already there. Bray was shifting merch as well. Like, we, you know, who have you got otherwise? And you turn everybody else heel. You take Becky Lynch, top babyface, heel. Roman Reigns is now a heel. Cena's gone. Back to Hollywood. But he's going to do a Stone Cold episode, so kind of looking forward to that. Yeah, that'll be good. I mean, at the moment, the hope should really be on that they, they're really all in with Damien Priest which at the moment they seem like they could very well be. But Karrion Cross, on the other hand, has been relegated to Maximus, Aurelius, Decimus, you killed my family. Demolitionist. Demolitionist, yeah. It's like someone threw Russell Crowe's Gladiator against Shredder from Ninja Turtles and they kind of morphed together and that's that's, that's what came out. Um, I like the fact now they're making him more of the killer because he, he's not losing to these he's not losing like he did to Jeff Hardy in his debut too little too late that's why no one gave a shit when he squashed um, uh, Carrillo but no no one gives a shit unless Scarlet's around him do you know what that sounds harsh but there is truth to that I think Scarlet does add um, she's the missing piece to that character yeah and he does kind of feel a bit lost without her I don't know the comparisons to Sable and Mark Merrow but yeah, I think they're justified, though. I, I obviously I think Cross is a 
much better talent than Mero. Oh yeah, but but I, I remember people saying that back in the day about Rusev and Lana. Yeah, it kind of has the same feel. The big guy with the blonde—is she blonde, Scarlett, or is it more white hair? Um, like, yeah, it's kind of like a silver, I guess. Whatever she dyes yeah. it, really. But but it's it's, <laughs> a, it's the same thing. Yeah, the guy, the guy was a, a, a killer. And then, but, and they, then, but they reduce him to, you know, you honestly could go on about it all night with WWE booking. It's just, but what? I, who did it benefit, I, I, really? Who did that really benefit? Which one? Killer Cross, bringing him up, having him lose to Jeff. And now... When he when he was actually champion. When he was, Jeff yeah, Hardy was exactly. dropping. Like, who does it benefit? Well, and now, now we've got to try and pretend that it didn't happen and... Just insults the intelligence of the fans all the time, and it's it's. But I think it's unfair to judge it after one week, like they do with everything. Wrestling fans. Oh yeah, no, I completely, I do get that. But the trouble is, WWE kind of did that to themselves as well because they they don't stick long enough with things as it is. So they they're just as responsible, I think, for making wrestling fans um, impatient as anybody else, because. If they weren't always so focused on 50-50 booking, short-term booking, ripping up scripts before, you know, two hours before showtime, rewriting this, that, and the other, one week we're building up to this thing, then the next week it's gone. Like, if it wasn't for that, I think people could would, could be more patient. But this has been going on for so many years that, you know, fans are conditioned now to be like, oh, well, we don't know if this is going to go anywhere, this is going to go anywhere, because WWE doesn't make a habit of long-term booking, so you can't trust that process. So it is one of those things where, like, especially NXT guys, if they come up from the from NXT and they go to the main roster, basically if they're not being pushed to the moon right from the get-go, it feels like they're probably never going to do it. And actually, history shows they're kind of right. You know, and even then when people do get a bit of a push, it doesn't really last for very long. Or, you know, it's a paper champion situation, Kevin Owens. Yeah, it's kind of... it's, But you do get these, like, Becky Lynch is a has had a better run outside of NXT than she did in NXT. I know it's different. Yeah. I think the women though, um, especially from that kind of era, especially with the four horsewomen, I think they, they're a bit of an anomaly, but you know, you can say NXT for them, but they, there was a bigger picture with them and it was the women's revolution with the guys. There's no yeah, revolution. That's a, that's at all. A, it, NXT is the revolution. The women's revolution took a while after it was like a year or so. It got, Made a bigger deal out of. Mm. When once once um Becky Charlotte and Chasa, Sha, Sasha Sasha <laughs> sp- split up from their groups, yeah. Then people started caring. Yeah, and there's also the people that were in F- FCW like Kofi, and but then again, that's going ten years ago now. So yeah, God, it's been so long. It's gone quick. Yeah, like our show. <laughs> yeah. Um, Not this episode, I mean like... Just, yeah. Well, yeah, mind. to be fair, a year's gone quick and the last hour and a half's gone quick. Yeah, i got to think this is going to be a two-parter. Nah, we don't do two-parters. <laughs> we, we, if WrestleMania can go for 20 days, then so can we. Um, that's one of the biggest, well, bigger news, or biggest pieces of news to have come out WWE-wise um, with NXT. But I think we would be remiss to not now sort of move into the Charlotte Nia Jax thing from Moral. Um, uh, did, did you watch it? 
I saw the I seen the video that you sent us on the uh, yeah? group chat, but that was that was funny. But it's like I've watched I've, it, I have watched the whole match. Don't get me wrong. Like, like I said, I don't watch WWE, but I've watched this whole match. Um, because I was like, nah, there's got to be some sort of work shoot. Because Nia's always in this fucking situation. There's no way this happened again. That's it. After the, after the fact that Nia has broken, did, was it broken nose to Becky? Uh, broken nose, black eye, and the fact she destroyed um, Dana. Was it Dana Brooke? Dana, yeah, and Bailey, Bailey, and Kyrie, just, uh, and Ember yeah. Moon. Yeah, do you really want to get in a shoot with that? Well, so I've I watched the whole match and. It's kind of, I mean, it's a weird one because if you do sort of follow anybody on social media, it does seem as though Charlotte and Nia are, are good friends backstage. At least it seems that way. You know, they do their TikTok videos together and, you know, this, that and the other. But at some point in this match, it just falls apart. And there's a spine buster that was a bit weird. Um, but so I see some people calling it out, but I think, you know, I think just because it's Nia Jax, it, it draws more attention. But if it was anyone else, I don't, I don't think it would have done. There is, though, a back body drop. And uh, it looked rough. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's it's weird because it kind of looks good because it looks so rough. But you also think, oh, that's a bit weird. But I, I think it was... Um, no, it wasn't a back body drop, sorry. It was a back suplex. But Nia Jax doesn't fall down with her. She, she just gets her over her shoulder and just dumps her over her shoulder. And then Charlotte proceeds to land on her shoulder, which is... Uh, call back to uh, a few years ago when something similar happened with her then. Uh, again, with yeah, Nia. I remember that one. And um, it just it just seemed a bit weird. So the point where I kind of thought like something's happening here. I think Charlotte's got a ha- hand over on on Nia's head, but um, Nia just like stands up, and then it just seems to be like this moment of confusion between the two, and Charlotte just slaps her right in the face. And then Nia's like, not, not in my face, or don't do my, or something like that. And she like shoves her back in her face, and it's it, it's getting stiff. And then all of a sudden, like, it, you can see, you know, Charlotte's. I think like Charlotte chops her. Nia no sells it. So then Charlotte gives her another like, not as hard, but like slaps her in the head. And then Nia, they're sort of like talking shit to each other. And then Nia just actually just starts throwing some fucking hands. And from there, it just got weird, even weirder. So I think Charlotte like puts like a headlock on her or something. Like they're trying, she's trying to grapple, and, and like you know when you're like, if you actually go up to like one of your like a friend, and what are they? They're those things you pay for. Remember? Um, actually, no, you oh. don't pay me. You still owe me two months. Anyway, um. But yeah, like if you know, you know that your friend's about to like try and give you a dead arm or some shit. So you like you, you do this whole arm shit where you're like no, you know, blocking them, and that go that happens. And it was like, is this really happening in a pro wrestling match? And it is. And, and then like eventually, I think Charlotte gets like the headlock, and she kind of has to like like put her onto the middle rope, and she runs runs the ropes to the other side, comes back, has to sort of stop her run, kind of like then it's just a moment of confusion because Nia just got up and she's just watching Charlotte run towards her. And doesn't do anything. So Charlotte has to then mm. get up on her shoulders. And it's just the weirdest fucking sequence. And it turns into that weird, like, guillotine choke Russian leg sweep thing. 
uh, which I think someone actually did use something like that as a finisher once, but it, it looked bloody rough. Um, and then I think then to, like the rest of the match, it looks like they were actually trying to like you know work with each other. So I don't know if it was a, a case of just malfunction at the junction, and you know someone going stiff to warn and then getting a receipt and it just got a bit out of hand. I don't know, but. Um, I suppose the big implications at the end of that match is that Nia, I guess, is now going to be the champ because she won clean. But they were building, uh, from what I remember, they were building Alexa to be the next challenger. Ooh, yeah. But obviously, she wasn't on that Raw. Yeah. I mean, that's because the Raw before she came out and the whole fucking Lily the Doll bullshit. But. Yeah. I, t- I fucking. Uh, uh, to be fair, that's the most interesting thing I've seen in WWE, like that I've gone, hmm. I need to check this out. Other than like, you know, Brood Entrance and Edge and, you know, actually like genuinely really good stuff. Like... Do you think they did that? Did, I feel like they did that deliberately so people get, can talk I about it. I thought about this. I did. I genuinely thought about this because I thought, well, actually, what better way probably to subvert um, people's interests in AEW at the moment because they're still talk of the town. AEW All Out is coming up around the corner. We've got talks that Daniel Bryan might even be, or Bryan Danielson, got to try and get used to that again now, might be debuting at that show. Adam Cole might be showing up. Who, who knows what else? Like you said, Ruby Riot. Um, yeah, what better way to generate, if, if they can't match it with like their own excitement because they've got no one they can bring in that's going to be, you know, until I guess they, they might get the rock at Survivor Series. But until then, what better way than actually go the other end and, oh, who do people really fucking hate here? Well, not Corbin anymore. People are actually starting to warm up to him. Um, oh, I know. Uh, Nia Jax. So why don't we do Nia Jax and Charlotte, who also gets loads of heat, uh, throw them in a match together and have um, Nia look like she's injuring Charlotte. Because that, like you said, gets everybody talking online. And that's what's happened. Now, all of a sudden today, that's what was trending on Twitter. That's what people have been talking about. That's what people have uploaded videos about. CM Punk talk um, gone. Nia Jax is in. WWE all in, all in. <laughs> um, do you remember Thunder Rosa having a shoot with um? Oh, the, was it Diamante. It was. it was one of the. It might have been. Yeah, because she was like, she. I think um, Thunder Rosa put her in a whoever it was in a headlock, or whatever, and the, her opponent was like, "Well, I might as well let her do this then." Yeah, it looked weird as shit. Um, Cause so I think yeah she did stiffer this was a bit different was though a, this was more like there was sandbagging going on and all sorts like it, it it just looked like they just forgot how to work with each other and got annoyed at each other but tell you what if if Bobby Lashley and Goldberg's match was at SummerSlam was like that I'd have given it a fucking better rating <laughs> that's what they yeah put him in a real sheet I don't know I it crossed my mind and I wouldn't put it past them but Honestly, it, it looked a bit more... Like, the fact that they weren't sort of drawing t- too much attention to it on the commentary, I don't know, it just seemed weird. Would it have Would it have been also more talked about if one of them was busted open? Yeah. Or, I think, yeah, well, it would have like been, they, yeah. But, or looked like they had bruised eye, like black eye type thing. We'll see, because knowing them, they'll do the match again on Raw... <laughs> yeah, that's all and you're gonna go, get. It will go, and it will just go perfectly. I mean, don't get me wrong. If it is a case that it's like a worked thing, 
and it could very well not be. But if it's a, if it's a case that it is a work thing, you don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's succeeding in in getting people to talk about the your company, but um, it's is it the right way to go about it though? Well, not really. You know, if you, if if you can't draw a buzz by your own talent as it is, like, is that really how you should be doing it? And why are we giving? Why are the examples we're giving women? Well, because it's 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 not, is it? It's just Naya specifically. But I'm just saying, with with the fundraiser thing, maybe this year or last year. Could you imagine if someone like a say like a Bobby Lashley who's got the MMA background and or like someone who's got like a amateur boxing background just went you know what fuck it I'll just use this experience just to like show off or show my opponent in the shoot style well and get like a Daniel Puder incident or yeah Raw Underground's not around anymore (laughs) so we might as well just do this this shit just just stay away from anything just stay away from it because it's a hole that they don't need to go down I, I, it's, yeah. If that, I don't know. I, I don't think it is a work. I, I could see them turning it into a bit of a work, but I don't see the initial, um, what happened as being a, a work. It seemed, and if it is, then, you know, kudos to, to Naya and Charlotte, because, you know, they fool a lot of people and include myself. But, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I, think, I don't think it was. Can I ask, was it better or worse than, um, Hager against um, Pop Wardlow. <laughs> Wardlow in a cage match. I, look, I love AEW, but they they don't they do get shit wrong sometimes, and that is one of those times they got it wrong. <laughs> yeah, because I've Hurricanes a. Um, I think that, that I think that fights. was supposed to be it's the the humor of seeing that inside like an octagon, isn't it? But okay. and I get I get the wrestling part where MJF and um, Sammy Guevara were trying to get involved but <laughs> I don't know man the, the difference between the two I think AEW just obviously s- still clearly tries to have fun and the CEO is a fan at heart and you could tell that even watching that post media scrum with um, uh, Tony and CM Punk he's got a cheesy grin on his face the whole time he's a fan Vince isn't a fan of wrestling and I suppose, like the end part, like coming towards the end of the podcast now, Ash, it's our our little debate, really. Um, that many changed my mind, if you will. That WWE is the alternative to pro wrestling. Changed my mind. Vince well, isn't. Vince doesn't talk- like pro wrestling. He's not in the wrestling business. He's in the sports entertainment business. So, exactly. with that said, WWE is. The alternative to professional wrestling. Change my mind. Are we seeing it the same way that UFC is UFC, not MMA? No, because UFC doesn't make any bones about it. UFC knows that it's MMA and it doesn't try to not be MMA. But when people say, when people think of MMA, they don't say MMA, they say UFC. Well, yeah, but then that's no different to wrestling, was it? Especially you know, last 20, 30 years, people talk about wrestling, they talk about WWF or they talk about WWE, you know, depending on on whichever you are. 
Or you watch? Do you watch the WWF wrestling? Do you watch the WWF? That's what people used to say, wasn't it? Or do you do yeah. you watch the WWE? Like for a lot of people, and this might this might differ depending on what country you're from. So you know, if it if it if it does if that is the case, and you do obviously live um, outside of the UK, then let us know if if your experiences are different or and if they're the same because it'll be interesting to know. But um, you know, people like WWF was wrestling. Like there isn't anything outside of WWF that is wrestling. You know, the idea that there's all these different companies, you actually start explaining that to some people and they get, and it's confusing. It's just like, well, hang on. I thought, well, what, what about The Rock then? And what about, you yeah. know, WWF is wrestling? Like that's, you know, now it's the Panda people. I'd like to know, I'd like to know if you were to say to a random person, have you heard of AEW? Uh, probably not so much at the moment. Because I'm not being funny, but. You know how you go to like, I know it's gonna be, I know it's different because we haven't been to the music shows since the pandemic and everything. But you and Jay are the only people I've seen in AEW shirts or got AEW merchandise. I've I've seen I've seen people wearing um, I've seen people around town wearing them. I've seen, I saw someone the other day actually wearing the um, all the snakes are fakes or all the fakes are snakes um, Malachi black shirt. You know, with the snake hand and the handshake thing. That sounds like Austin's shirt for ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, but how many? Yeah, how many people have bought? I'm, I'm, I know people have bought Darby Allen and Orange Cassidy stuff, but how many none of familiar names have been bought? Um, uh, you went to Bloodstock, didn't you? Did you see? Did you, did you see many wrestling? I, I was going to say shirts? there was actually so yeah Bloodstock first. Bloodstock Festival, when I say it right, this year, they had a wrestling-themed day. That was quite fun. Um, you know, there was a guy running around a little blue leotard with a, with a little plastic gold medals, shouting at people, oh, I, I won d- this with a broken freaking neck! Um, I told you to I told you to take your shirt, our shirt. Uh, yeah, I know, no. but it's... Uh, what can you do? There was a, people would have come up to you asking about it, and you would have got. we would have got... A million viewers. <laughs> I don't do very well in those kind of environments because I keep very much to myself. So, like, I will speak to people when they speak to me, but it's conversations quite short. It's not because I'm rude. I'm just, you know, in, in no. big, large gatherings and things, I'm not always in a week's person. time. In a week's time, I'm seeing Blackstone Cherry, and that's my first show. Nice. Uh, in a long time. Every time I go, every time I go to a music show, there's always a wrestling shirt. Oh, and th- yeah, and and it was rife with them, especially because of that wrestling theme day, Bloodstock. But might I add, I the best show of my life that I've ever seen was that Judas Priest headliner set because uh, it was fucking out of this world. And they played songs, old songs as well that they've never played live. Like it was genuinely a part of history, and it was amazing. Um, but yeah, wrestling shirts wise, genuinely hand on heart. There were more people wearing AEW and GCW shirts than there were wearing WWE. There was barely anybody wearing WWE merchandise. And if they were wearing WWE merchandise, it was Edge. Or it was like a John Cena shirt because someone was dressed as John Cena. That was it. Everyone else That's was all do, AEW. There was a lot of Dark Order shirts. There was a lot of Brody shirts. Uh, when I say GCW, to be honest, it was more MDK. There was a lot of MDK gang uh, members, I guess, at Bloodstock because you know they have the MDK shirts. But but how do you explain that to, a, to someone who's just not interested? Well, you can't, can you? I mean, if you're no. trying to to put it into the the most simplest form, 
you know, you just say, like, because that, that's the thing. You try explaining to someone, like, how good wrestling used to be, and you're like, yeah, actually, there are Monday Night Wars. And you're like, okay, so basically, WWF, which you know is as wrestling, that was a company. That's like Apple. And WCW was Microsoft. And ECW was fucking Tony's repair shop around the corner. But actually, Tony cut you some good prices, always got the good shit in, and people would rather go there because... You know, actually, Tony treated you more loyal than any of them. So, do you know what I mean? Like, it's you have to kind of explain it. Like, it, it works no different. They're different companies, but people wrestling's a very difficult thing to explain to people as it is. You know? Did anyone dress? Did anyone dress up as Jericho? By the way, seeing as a metal I think so. Well, I think wrestling. one person. I, I think it was. It was from a distance, but I, I think they'd gone for the pain maker. Um, right, because it's it's easy to it's easy to for a. For a, rest, for a non-wrestling fan or people that didn't watch if they saw a Jericho shirt to go oh yeah that's Jericho he's the wrestler so because well, that, that's what's interesting like, in terms of people wearing shirts there were more people wearing obviously like I said AEW and uh, MDK game but mainly AEW shirts but when people were dressing up as wrestlers it was uh, like it was old WWF like it was people people yeah. dressing up as Macho Man people were dressing up as Hogan as Ultimate Warrior you know, people were dressing up as those guys, not anybody new, with the exception of a Cena, oh. which because um, it's always it's always been Macho Man and Hogan though. Because um, yeah. I'm a cricket fan, they will have they they always dress they have people dress up and they always dress up as a, Ho- as a Hogan or a Warrior or a Macho Man. Yeah, because they're names that everybody's synonymous with, and they they've stood the test of time. The only other one that I would have said people might have dressed up as was Sting, but you have to remember that there's a lot of black yeah. metal fans at a metal festival, so I'm not sure whether or not some of them were Sting or some of them were just black metal fans. So, And then people go up to him and go, you remind me of Darby Allen. <laughs> yeah. But Darby Allen, he, he's he's one. People do him for Halloween and stuff think, like yeah, that. You know, it's 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 an easy thing to do. Yeah, he's got the look. Um, he's, he's got the power. He's, <laughs> but yeah, in t- overall. WWE, yeah, it was once upon a time, it was wrestling, and it's still going to be a lot of people, especially people that don't watch wrestling, that's what their idea of wrestling is, and that's what's sad, because it's shit. I think the other good thing about Punk coming back is that people that would have been lapsed fans as it is, and especially, you know, that maybe may have stopped watching towards the end of him or, or after he left, Punk's one of those, but I saw this online, I read loads of it, where it's like, oh, Punk, yeah, oh man, this is awesome. I might actually have to start giving this company a go. You know, and this is people that it's a bit of a mixture of, oh, I've heard a bit about AEW, or it's, who's AEW? Or it's, well, I did try AEW, but I didn't enjoy it when it first came out. Maybe I will have to give it a go now. And like, like we said at the beginning of the show, it, it's, it gives them a bit more credibility now, and it moves them a bit more away from how they were viewed as maybe the indirific um promotion and and you know they're actually a bit more a credible company which really they've been from day one i think in terms of their moral standards but this isn't just about aw versus wwe you know i'm not aw is like the biggest one out of all the other alternatives now uh bar new japan for me so you know i'm going to refer to them most but this is what i mean like new japan is very different to aew AEW is very different to Impact. Impact is very different to Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor is very different to GCW. GCW is very different to your local indie show that you can go down and 
spend five bucks or you know wherever you're from and you can go and watch it in a in a barn in a fucking pub wherever you go right or if you're here in the uk mm. you know you're going to go to some sort of sport well it'll be like a sporting hall or um again it might be a pub could be a school venue somewhere you know wherever they can get them right they're all different to each other but they're all professional wrestling they like they love the fact that they're pro wrestling they don't shy away from it wwe and vince hates the idea of being associated with pro wrestling because he's sports entertainment pal there you go there's your impression but what the fuck is sports entertainment then like what what do Uh, they even mean i don't know is football not sports entertainment because it is a sport it's a sport but when you're watching inter- it you can get entertainment well, yeah and you're, you're the production values that go into it for your video packages your music you know pyro and fireworks is that yeah are you is that not sports entertainment I, I, I guess it's not it's a funny thing everyone complains about wrestling being on the sports channel <laughs> yeah but where else realistically can you put it the entertainment channel <laughs> but if you put it on the entertainment channel then that's the thing Put WWE on the entertainment channel then. They want to be sports entertainment. Fuck off over to the entertainment channel. But for everybody else, because this is the weirdest thing about wrestling, is that in any other walk of life, a con man comes up to you. Ash, I'm a con man. I've come to you. I've pretended to be someone I'm not on the internet. You've fallen for my trap. You've clicked my link or, you know, you've sent me that fucking money that I've said you need to send me. Otherwise... You know, you're going to get arrested for 20 years and whatever else, right? But I've conned you out of your money. You're fucking, you're fuming. You're devastated. You've lost money. You fell for a trap. Fucking, God damn it, con man got me. Wrestling is the only fucking thing in the world where people want to be conned. And when they're not conned, they're annoyed about it. That's the best. I mean, that's that's one way that you could probably just try and describe wrestling to people. If you are not being successfully and um, believably conned when you're watching pro wrestling, you will be annoyed about it because you want to be sucked in. You want suspension of disbelief. You want to believe what you're seeing, even though you know it's not real. You know, you know it's a predetermined outcome. Even though you know that, you still. It's that it's weird, you know. So you have to sell it as a sport to keep in in tune with the 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 mirage, I guess. You know, whatever is left of kayfabe, the Frankenstein of kayfabe. You still have to piece together those those pieces to to present what you have now. The only reason why it's called sports entertainment is because they because of the taxes they would have got as pro as as a wrestling company. <laughs> Again, yeah, business smart, I suppose. It'd be different if they did to have that union they that they were try they wanted to have years ago, but yeah, it, it's a uh, it's you, times always change. They try to change, but it just doesn't work all the time. No, and who's to say? In, who's to say in a few years' time that they will get? They will have WWE will have where they ha- used to have. Or that AEW won't be the same. You can never tell. You, no, you always change. Yeah, exactly. You can't. AEW could slip and fall and become a pile of wank. You know, it could be worse than WWE. WCW was the fucking shit back in the day. And then look what happened to them. You know, by 2000, they're a completely different company. A shell of what it used to be. And 
WWF was top of the game. Big it's boys. Hard to, it, okay. ECW, I don't think, ever had a bad period, but it wasn't making money. They were losing money a lot. Right. So it's not to, it's not to say that... That's what I mean. ECW was for the fans. It was for the people, but there was no... Yeah, look at Impact. The amount of rise and fall that company had, and it's still going. Yeah. I mean, if, if any... Ring of Honor had a... Ring of Honor had a little period where it looked like it was going to die. Ring of Honor had going. a few, yeah. And especially with some, you know, controversy around, obviously, previous bookers and things like that. And that's that's been on multiple occasions. Yeah. But Ring of Honor continues, again, to thrive as well. And, it's, and both are actually really good products in 2021, despite everything, like you said, and the pandemic and everything else that's been thrown their way. But this is what I mean, WWE doesn't have those hardships and it hasn't had those hardships for a long 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 time it doesn't need to try it doesn't need to appeal to fans it just needs to make money and it makes money off of sponsors it makes it off of the networks it makes it off of merch uh it does make it off of tickets but it's not the end of the world is it like they don't they not, don't, they not don't, to them no no it's not not and in their universe not in their universe no and they're not going to go anywhere so there's no point in trying. That's why they are just an alternative to everything else. It's not go out of your way television. It's not must see. And they did that to themselves by insulting the intelligence of the fans, by overall just being a kind of a piece of shit, trash bag company. Independent contractors, except not really, because we'll take some of your money for if you do Twitch. You know, heaven forbid that you try to make yourself successful outside of our machine. That's why they want NXT to be the way it is now. They've got more control over you, control over your image. People won't back you as much because you, you know, oh yeah, but did you see him on the indies? He was amazing. Couldn't wait to see what he did here. And now main roster's ruined him. Main roster can't ruin somebody that never had a career beforehand. In, you know, nah. in a way it's, it's smart, but it just goes to show you. Know, Their heart's in a, not, in a, in a, not where you want it to be. In a small way, I'd rather see them try making someone and then instead of having someone who's been a star, someone else, so you don't have the backlash. Yeah, and that's what I mean. I do think that that, uh, that part of it is smart. And actually, when, kind of commendable. You should be They should be making more stars, but it's a bit too little too late, really, now. It's it's in a weird way what AEW... Look, I think I, I, think I said this in one of the times we tried to record... It's hard to say <laughs> what who's homegrown. Well, yeah, yeah, who's, yeah. But I said that who who can you say homegrown? Because you can't say Darby Allen's homegrown because he had a career outside of AEW. You can't say Elge Cassidy because he had a career outside of AEW. The only person so far that has no that I can't think that I can think of that had wasn't a known name somewhere else before he joined was Brock Anderson. Yeah. I think and when, I when you, you say, say homegrown, though, because people say this about Styles, Joe, um, Ring of Honor, and then but they also call them homegrown for TNA. I think homegrown. It depends on your but, take on it, doesn't it? Is it where you, the company you started, or is it the company where you thrived and made your name? It's it's, it's what made you. It is what made your name because yeah. you can say, well, tomorrow, Joe, Chris Daniels. AJ Styles had matches in WWE before they were and WCW before they were Ring of Honor. Yeah. People would know will know Darby Allen more from AEW than he would do his PWG probably. It depends on how you 
when you first saw them. Yeah, and that but that's the thing. But it, it, it depends on the company's reach. So, you know, you're going to reach a wider audience if you're a WWE, and yeah. obviously now you'll reach a wider audience if you're an AEW um, than you would if you're a PWG. And that's nothing against the PWG product, but it's just there are more eyes on AEW. Um, than there are on PWG, and then more eyes in total on WWE. So, you know that WWE hasn't yeah homegrown. Fine, okay. So with the whole AEW thing, then um, bringing in uh, ex WWE guys, which again, you know, we've had that discussion before, and a lot of people don't like that. Oh, we're picking up more AEW guys, but yeah, but just be, you know, well, WWE guys should say, but just because WWE let them go, that's their trade. Like they shouldn't not be allowed to not work anywhere ever again. Yeah, if AEW is a successful company, if they get offered a contract, they're not going to be like, oh well, no, I'm not going to take that. Like, no, that's not how it works. If they're offering you a ton of money and, and and they're offering you a job that you love to do, and if they're going to be a good company to you, it's, it, you know, they're, a lot of those guys aren't WWE homegrown guys. They made their name in WWE. So if, if by what we're saying, then that means you're homegrown, then most of WWE's guys aren't homegrown. And I don't just mean all the ones that came over up, up through the indies, which they're moving away from now. I mean, your Hogan's. Your Hulk Hogan's, your you know, all of their top talent well, Hogan was, was Hogan was a um, AWA, yeah, and he and he was a star. But they always treat him AWA. like he, they always treat him like they always treat him like he was never anywhere else apart from WCW. Exactly, history is written by so, the victors, right? And, and, and WWE has written their own narrative, and it's been that way for so long that people have drank that Kool Aid, including me, probably including you. But it's it's all we've known for such a long time. Like, they've written the narrative. How many times did you get beaten over the head with Monday Night War? This is what happened. WCW were evil. Indeed. You know, how many times could you be beaten over the fucking head with it? It's it's, it's, it's also the way, like... What was it last year? Triple H was 20, 25th anniversary of being in WWE. And yet, they barely mentioned us. It's on his documentaries. Like it was WCW. Yeah. And only only recently because of the um, of his retirement, Undertaker. They rarely, they would never mention his WCW one because it's not the Undertaker was a completely different person. Yeah, exactly. But also, then you wouldn't say that a homegrown WCW because they didn't make the names in WCW. But no, say, what were, about a Jericho? Well, Jericho was all around, right? But where, you know, where was he a homegrown guy? I wouldn't say ECW. But I would no, argue that, that Jericho was a homegrown WCW guy because he was a big name in WCW. He was there. He was. He was in ECW not too long. That's the thing. Yeah, same Stone as Mysterio. Cold. They, they they were kind of there and for Stone Cold. Yeah, was there for a few months. But Austin, homegrown yeah. WWE. You would have to say that he was a. He, he kind of was a star in the tag team in WCW. But Stone Cold Steve Austin is a homegrown WWF guy in the sense that he made his name there. Then you say the same for Hogan. It, but it's, this is what I mean. It's a tricky thing because they if you're a bigger star in another company, this whole homegrown thing kind of doesn't really exist, does it? You go wherever yeah. gives you the exposure. You know, if you It's just it's it's a it's a weird thing to get into, really. Like if but, you enjoy watching them work, I think just be grateful that they're on <laughs> they've got a job and they're on TV and you can watch them. But yeah. But do you worry that do you worry that 
a spot will be taken if too many people get brought in like and would you it's the same for any company my worry would be with an AEW for example my worry would be that they they could fall into the trap that WWE got themselves into where they've got too much talent and can't use them all properly yeah like that that would that's my my main concern with it but it's not like AEW brought in uh, a mid-carder from NXT and trying to make him a bigger name. Yeah, they had Sean Spears, but he's not done a lot. He's just put him with... No, but he was a uh, very, very, very early signing too. Was, and yeah, and he was he was over, but it was his chant that got him over, really. Yeah, but he said himself, like in, in other interviews, that he's, he did always kind of struggle to find that do you know what I mean that that one thing and the ten was the best that he he had, yeah, and it wasn't utilised properly once it was on the main roster and everything else. So again, Sean Spears could have taken that over to AEW and he didn't. You know, so he's actually he's you know he could have done he could have well, rested on his own. with Cody and, and lost. That's why. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Yeah, but it's, like, it's fucking like, hopes and prayers for Malachi Black. I tell his, you, his his one his probably exception to the rule is Raven. When he was in ECW, big he won the title. Yeah. WCW, he had a, he was a bit of a name. Went to WWE, twenty-five uh, time hardcore champion. Wow! And then goes straight. The first night he was in TNA, NWA, TNA, whatever you want to call it back then, feuding with the NWA champion, made a bigger name again. Yeah. I know he didn't win a title for a long time. Raven's uh, an interesting character, I think. Like fit every company but yeah the WWE one again kind of lost in the shuffle but you still remember him from WWF so and if would you I can't believe I I believe this is true R-Truth is a longer reigning has longer reign altogether as NWA champion than Dusty Rhodes ever did wow I believe that's a true story I might be wrong I might have misheard it that doesn't that never gets talked about yeah well, Archie's an NWA champion. Yeah. Well, I guess that's what they wouldn't mention it on WWE, would they? Well, speaking of, uh, speaking of NWA, did you see who the, that they had a new champion? I did, yeah. We actually, I mean, we we didn't cover this and I kind of wanted to, but the um, the Empower show as well, by the way, really fucking good. Mickey James, her sort of brainchild, basically. The all-women's NWA show. Of course, legit Layla Hirsch had her match against... Um, NWA Women's Champion. You remember when she won the the uh, yeah. qualifier and the height difference was like fucking. That was so, that was funny. Tom and Jerry. I kind of like. Yeah. Kind of like it was funny, but really, really good match as well. Um, the whole show, bar um, bar a couple of things here and there, but again, you're always going to get out of the show, so you can't knock it. But the whole show really is worth a watch. Um, you should definitely go out your way to check out Empower. It was really good. I, I, I love. I, I just love that NWA's back in back in the fold because I was concerned for a bit, but they are back. Um, but yes, new NWA champion. Um, we should have covered. We should have also. <laughs> we've also got to cover the Matt Cardona thing to go back to it. Have you seen the new GCW belt? I've not seen it, but I know he's ch- they changed it. Oh, he's changed it. All right. Do you know what he's changed it to? It's not like the internet title, is it? Nah. What's what's the one thing that's going to really... I mean, he's already pissing off, and it's brilliant. Um, but, like, you're real hardcore GCW guys, like, fans, where they're like, I fucking... I actually do hate this guy. 
What? How can you piss them off even more? I'm trying to think, but I'll... Because I know he dressed up as Vince McMahon 2007 era. Yeah, he's still doing that. Which is genius. Think. Yeah, which... Isn't it funny that his brief run in AEW was nothing, but going to GCW... This has brought life out, yeah. And it's amazing, and yeah. it's really good for GCW. Well, Ash, to answer your question, because I feel like I've left you in the lurch long enough there, but the new GCW title is a spinner belt. <laughs> I mean, he's the best... You can't deny Cardona is up there in terms of best heels of 2021. He gets oh, it, man. The I fucking guy Khan gets it. I hope Nick Khan was the biggest heel of 2021. Oh, yeah. WWE as a whole is just the biggest heel going. Then it's MJF. Um, I want to say Mark Cardona because he, he... Like, he is, isn't he? But it's just fucking great. Like, and and it's and it's this is awesome for GCW. This is really, really good for them. I don't know... Like what you said earlier, I don't know what's going to happen with the Moxie stuff. Obviously, it looks like Moxie's doing, going to be doing more with the New Japan thing at the minute. Um because unfortunately, we, I, guess I think we were supposed to be getting him and Tanahashi at All Out. Yeah, that's what I read. We're obviously not going to um, get that now. Yeah, he's, played, he's now got a match against K- Kojima. Yeah, which would still be great, but I don't know what the story is to. But it's not. It's not. It's not the match. It's not the. I know you can't get everyone you want. Well, I don't, I don't know what the, the situation is because it's not like Tanahashi's not been around either. He, he was literally no. just there. Or, or he is there. I don't know. I don't know what the situation is. Unless it's a bit of a swerve. I don't know. I kind of hope it is. Oh yeah, but we're gonna get. We're gonna get. Um, Kojima was unable to compete. Tanahashi, thirty second match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd laugh, but again, you'd have to. You've got to criticize. You'd have to scrutinize it if you're going to scrutinize Becky and Bianca and you. But um, look, in closing. Um, Ash, what I mean, what were you saying? Do you think WWE is an alternative to pro wrestling, or is WWE still the pro wrestling company? I don't know because SmackDown is the SmackDown is what Raw used to be. Yeah, Raw is what SmackDown used to be. That's <laughs> so true, though. But as a whole, though, the company as a whole, WWE, is this now the alternative? I'm not saying second best to an AEW. I'm just saying that, like. The, the way that you would look at a PWG, a lot of people would be like, well, you know, I've heard good things about it, but it's it's not really my sort of thing. Is that what WWE's become? Is it pro wrestling fans look at WWE now and go, it's not really my thing? Or are they uh, still the wrestling company in the world? Still, they're still the number one. Based on money, finances, revenue, on, production money, value. You know, all that kind of but stuff. Based on the content. Bear in mind they're a content creator based on content, not volume of it quality of it but now but things like ring of honor impact have always and new japan have always been there but now that everyone's working together forbidden door keep banging on about it don't they but it's yeah it's a forbidden door but everyone goes through it so it's not forbidden it's not forbidden anymore (laughs) it's welcome door i think yeah and it has worked really well but you know it's taken everybody to kind of join forces for for people to start, like other fans to start opening their eyes and being like, shit. Yeah, wrestling really actually can be quite interesting again. So, I don't know. I think WWE has lost its way. I think despite what Nick Khan said about there's no current discussions uh, to sell, which he's got no reason to lie, I suppose, but even if there was, he wouldn't say it in that interview. If but- they get sold... 
and they get bought by say Disney does that mean that all the wrestling movies are going to be on Disney Plus I mean technically well at least all the WWE films because that's the one thing about the network they've got all these they've got their all these movies they've done for the for this years but they're not on yeah you would have thought they would have put them on and Fox I'm, I'm guessing that Fox is still totally owned by Disney uh, yeah so so it could easily be done it could, but they're it, on the Peacock network which is a completely different network none of their stuff's on there apart from the WWE network I don't get it it's, it's got to be like a rights issue with some of the other studios that were involved in the films it's got to be because it's not like everything was all done just WWE studios like it's I want to say some of the, I want to say some of them are Fox so yeah. things like so I think obviously obviously Scorpion King I believe is Universal yeah that one's Universal we'll have to go through I'll have to go through yeah, every I'll movie have have look, I'm, I'm sure remember. some are t- I'm sure some are Fox it could very well be yeah but there might be just dis- distribution but that still counts because there are things on Disney Plus that aren't technically Disney Disney if you know what I mean no but if they if they just own the rights to to yeah. it or they at least own the rights to stream it for a certain amount of time same way Netflix does but I don't know how, how it all works for them but again like you know you've got Indiana Jones and that doesn't stream on Disney even though they would own the Indiana Jones franchise I would have thought by acquiring Lucasfilm yeah. but isn't 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 that what WWE is though Dis- WWE is the Disney of wrestling in in, in a in, in is kind one way of. of looking at it because they like from a, a content uh, point of view, you know, because they can show you all the WCW stuff. They can show you ECW, AWA, you know, all the kind of old stuff, ECW, um, like pre, you know, Eastern Championship Wrestling. They can show you like all this different stuff. So it, it actually, it does, like the network is kind of good value for money really because of all old content, but there's nothing new on there that I want to see anymore. And that's what I mean. It's, you kind of, you have those sort of things for the, for their heyday, for their prime. WWE is not the stallion in the race anymore. For me, it wouldn't be for the casual person because, again, WWE is the household name or WWF is the household name. So it would take a very, very, very long time if it ever is would happen. And that's not to say it will, but if it ever did happen, it would take a long, long time for anybody to surpass WWE as being like, oh, yeah, but that's wrestling, isn't it? WWE is more um, comedy sketches. WWE is more this, that or the other sort of thing, you know? If that were to ever happen, and again, I suppose it depends if they ever sold up and it went anywhere else. But um, well, one one thing we're forgetting is Dynamite is on ITV, but the problem is, it's like midnight. Oh yeah, but also you don't. I I pay for the AW it's no, it's plus only on five. An hour, it's only an hour version. Yeah, so you're not seeing all of it. No, it's it's, it's the same way. Same way. Yes, BT has WWE, but they will show the highlight or like a. A version of it at like five o'clock in the afternoon. It's on like Channel Five or something, isn't there? There's a. It had been on Channel Five and Sky One. Yeah, they show something. I think early, like early in the morning, some WWE yeah, if stuff. They, if they did, like after burning, <laughs> uh, bottom line, like an hour long version, uh, uh, easier to watch version. It'd be, it'd probably be better. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. Well. Yeah, I think, I mean, what's it been now? A long time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Definitely our longest episode yet. 
so you know if you stuck with us for yeah. the whole thing then fucking hell Jesus Christ you yeah. must sit through Raw every every week <laughs> yeah but there's no breaks during this no, there's no break. well, well you can pause this, us this, yeah this yeah this might be um, episode this might be part three or part four <laughs> part five um, no well once again uh, you know we are really really sorry and we are going to get our shit together and we're going to get this sorted out so that we can um, get back to getting the content out there really there's been so much going on and we haven't had the platform to sort of talk about it for so long yeah, and and I'm sure there's a lot more we're not talking about yeah but this is what I mean we, we, we've we let it all come out in this one big fucking overload of um, of dialogue for everybody to listen to but you know having said that I really really do hope that everybody has enjoyed it you know we do love doing these episodes it's just life gets in the way a lot of the time and and it has been tricky recently so we do really really thank you for sticking with us but ash i think we're probably just about done here mate no i've got another hour left fuck me well if you you... we're this episode is the the return of the king of podcasts yeah i was gonna say we've got there's actually an extended cut you can find that somewhere yeah (laughs) <laughs> it's going to be on our OnlyFans page before it gets cut. It's not getting cut, mate. I keep telling you this. <laughs> OnlyFans is staying, staying alive. I would have thought you'd have been the first person to know. Well, I'm not willing to pay, uh, what is it, $20 for Sonny's OnlyFans. So, I, yeah. I think we both know, you and I both know, that's a fucking outright lie, and you would pay good money for it. No. No, hesitation. It's be, Everybody, it's everyone 19, heard that. It's got to be $19 before I get, get on of it. <laughs> is that what it's going to be? Anyway, right. I'm fucking, I'm going. So. Yeah, I need, I need to drink. <laughs> we've been three men, one fool. Um, I've been Russ. I've been Ash. Thanks a lot. We should have done that at the beginning as well. We're so out of practice. <laughs> they've, um, and I'm, I'm not Jay. <laughs> <laughs> There's your impression for the day. I don't know. That's not really an impression of him, is it? But you always do that voice for him. I know. It's like it's like a default voice. Like. <laughs> default voice. <laughs> Fucking default. Well, it's not like it's not like John Cena on Two K Nineteen, where it's not John Cena. That's yeah. <laughs> oh god, horror stuff a horror movies made from. Anyway, no, that's Two K Twenty. That yeah. Well, you're not wrong. Guys, catch us down the road. If you have enjoyed the episode, you can check out more episodes um, and you can catch us for any future episodes. We are anywhere you get your podcasts, really. Spotify, Apple, Amazon, uh, you name it, we're going to be there, most likely. Um, But yeah, if you're on Apple Podcasts, do leave us a review. If you want to get in touch with us and just join in the conversation, has been a bit quiet as of late, but we are on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can find us there at three men one full or you can visit our link tree uh, to see every platform that we're on and that is at t-m-o-f but guys i hope you're having a great day whatever you're doing wherever you are and don't try um, at home yeah just don't try it at home i guess well see you later you fucking cunt <laughs> well, fuck you too <laughs> See you later, can we guys. Just have one episode, can we have one episode with a cunt, please? Yeah, it's probably going to happen, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> See you later, everybody. <laughs> See ya. Please save. <laughs> three men, three men. One ball, one ball. I did it, I did it for the people.